Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I was pouring in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops. You're, you're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Take some sugary water, throw some yeast in there, and you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, my God. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on the session live from the Hot Grenade in cold Concord, uh, California. Yeah, it's almost 70 outside. Yeah, it's terrible. It's really freezing out there. Comfortable Concord, California. Yeah. That's right. Beardy's from Minnesota or something. It's <laughs> from Santa Cruz. Whatever. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. The mountains. He's wearing yeah. a tank top out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked for the summer or the winter, rather, because I, I can wear my real nice my uh, old man sweater like the cardigans and things but i'm still a little warm in them but i know it looks good or i think it looks good so i'm like i'm just gonna suffer and real look real good even though it's like border it, no it's always borderline sweater weather here we all appreciate yeah, it. winter hmm. thank you you're welcome well people are bundling up inside the hop grenade so i like to see that come on in and drink some beer we got a great show planned for you today thanks to our sponsor more beer you can go over to morebeer.com and check them out uh they've been bringing you this show for the past 10 years and we thank them for it uh you can go thank them by doing so of your holiday shopping over at morebeer.com. Get your beer gifts over there and uh, show them some love because uh, they've been good to us. Tonight on the program, we have a couple of things happening. We have a lot of things happening, really. <laughs> uh, first of all, we've got White Labs back in the studio. That's right. Hey, yeah. White Labs back in the studio. It's been a long time. In fact, uh, White Labs has never been to Studio Hop Grenade. I forget what we called this the studio. Had a name at one point. Oh, I've been here. Uh, Did we actually decide? Carrie, ever? you've been here before no. on the show. No, just drinking. Just here drinking. <laughs> have you ever been on the show at all? Uh, yeah. 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 
Did you um, get your own show, or you just were like here for a quick? Oh, segment? San Francisco Beer Week, uh, maybe like four years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, when it, it was uh, still at my house. Yes, and uh, Susie was in the closet uh, monitoring social yep. media. Yeah, <laughs> or something. That's how we. Look. She's still in the closet, actually. Right. Uh, yeah, we made her stay at the house. Her parents don't know. Yeah. Well, you guys were talking about breast or something. It was it wasn't the charity thing you guys were doing the run? No, no, I, I, I'm separate. I'm not all about that. You're smiles. I can't. That's a lot. You don't appreciate boobs. Hey, you don't understand. Uh, no, I love boobs. Who doesn't uh, love boobs? That's that's weird. Not a person on earth. <laughs> What's wrong with them? That's Even Neil Patrick Harris is like. Tits are great. I don't, hey, man. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Kara Taylor uh, from White Labs. She is there. I'm trying to remember. I always forget your stupid title. Analytical lab manager. Ooh, I was close. I was going to say analytical director. You're the analytical you lab manager. <laughs> uh, Raise. Now, the White Brothers are also here, but Kara's going to hang out with us, do the first part of the show. And uh, then we're going to talk about a lot of new stuff happening at White Labs. Uh, in the meantime, if you've got questions about yeast or fermentation, you can call us at 888-401-B. When we start the East segment, uh, you can also hit the chat button in the home uh, on the homepage, and Bevo's in there. She'll get your questions over to me, and uh, we can talk all things yeast with White Labs. Uh, a lot of changes we're going to be talking about, plus a big announcement tonight that you're going to want to stick around for. So uh, it's a big show. And we've got a lot to do. The other thing uh, we're doing tonight, and we've never done this before. I'm really excited about it. We're doing our first American Homebrewers Association membership rally tonight on the show. The rally is actually going to last for the entire week until Sunday the 20th. But what I'm encouraging you to do is to either sign up for your first AHA membership or you can renew your membership by clicking the AHA link on our homepage. It's down there on the right side. It's an orange button. says AHA. You can click that. There's also a banner that rotates at the top of the page. You can click that. Uh, and what you're doing then is you're signing up through the Brewing Network. Um, it helps the American Homebrewers Association, which in turn helps you as a homebrewer. And it helps us out, too, because uh, we're an affiliate of theirs. And what we want to do is get a whole yeah, bunch of you to sign up. That's what we're looking to do. We're going to yeah. break a record tonight. And in order to do that, we're giving you uh, a free copy with your new membership or your renewal, a free copy of both Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong and American Sour Beers by Michael Tonsmere. So you get two free books for your membership. It doesn't cost you any more to sign up through the through the BN by clicking that yeah. link. Uh, and you're going to get two three, uh, free books. Click the link and then use coupon code BNARMY. You know the deal. It's and we can use code. that to renew also because my yep. time is up, so this will be great. Uh, renew. As long as you do it between – I know uh, most of our listeners listen to the podcast, so you're not hearing me live here on Monday night. But that's okay. You've got until Sunday, December 20th, to use coupon code BNARMY. But you do have to go to our homepage and click the AHA link from there. If you don't see the AHA link, you possibly have an ad blocker that uh, that yes. is killing the links. <clears throat> Although I think I found a, a workaround that, you, that not all ad blockers should be blocking it, but occasionally I still hear that people can't find the link. That's so too bad. That's the deal. Uh, we, we're, I'm going to remind you all night long. Those of you listening live, if you're not a member or if you need to renew, don't wait. I want you to go do it right now. Right now. I want you to stop listening to me and go. So you're saying I should go? Well, I just I was hoping that they stopped listening to me right when I said that. So it didn't right. matter what else I said. That was really dumb. Uh, Thank you. So I didn't get it. go uh, click the button and use coupon code BNARMY right now. Get your two free books. Maybe you already have the books because they're so great. That's okay. Gift them to somebody else. Right. Christmas well, is coming up. Oh, yeah. 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 Or buy your friend a membership for to Christmas, the AHA. You know, surprise. 
Yeah, so that's what I want to see happen tonight. And um, I want at least between now and, and Sunday, mm-hmm. I want at least 100 new memberships out of the BN Army. Oh, let's go wow. for two. Or, or renewals. It's a piece of cake, right? Yeah. You should be should part be of the American Homebrewers Association because they go to work for you, uh, whether it be legislation or promoting the hobby or working with homebrew shops or uh, adding to their uh, member affiliate program, which gets you discounts at bars. Yeah. Uh, like the Hop Grenade. You get, Wait, uh, we, can get a discre- we can discount here? Uh, it, I exclude uh, friends, family, oh, employees. Uh, and, uh, it's called surcharge. What if yeah. I'm neither? What if I'm none of the above? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, and JP. Shit. Yeah, it's all in the uh, it's all in the fine print. Uh, yeah, you should join the HA because let's be honest. When's the 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 next time a part of the ninety nine percent can ever join a lobby group? Really, <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah. We do have a major lobby group. Fight for your interest. Finally, man. get a representative in Washington. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sign up for the HA. Uh, plus, Hope of course, you get Zymergy magazine. I mean, the, and the there's an online version. I want to make sure everybody knows that you don't have to get the paper. That's it's right. Great. You can get it on your iPad and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So or your Windows um, tablet. Yeah. Any of this. No. No. I don't know. If <laughs> no I'm shit. No. I think. Damn. You know, I'm uh, striking out. Then you can access to all the archives. It's not like you missed it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, a subscription. Man, you got years worth of good good stuff on any topic you'd want to. Even if you want to, if you want to brew a truly authentic mid '90s IPA, that's where I would go. <laughs> yeah, Google, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Google me on there, and I'll, I think I got one. Of those. <laughs> <laughs> Old school IPA. All the back issues are there. It's true. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. true. It's true. That's well, really cool. I'm due to uh, up my. Renew it. Do it right now. Get Doc on a computer Get right Doc now. Get laptop. <laughs> Stat! Let's get yeah. at least 100 tonight. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. That's what I want to see happen. All right. All right, I'll keep reminding you. Oh. In the meantime, let me get through some other uh, announcements, and, right. and then we're going to talk to our old friends at the uh, Fast Rack. You guys remember the Fast Rack? The fast Rack. Uh, they got sure. a new product out that's just kicking ass, and we're going to talk to them about that here in a couple right. minutes. Uh, first of all, a couple of announcements. The session needs a producer. That's right. Uh, Moskowitz has stepped down as the session producer. He's moving on to bigger and better things, and uh, he's still around for the Sour Hour and other various Brewing Network projects, but uh, he's no longer producing the session, so maybe you are the next uh, Brewing Network session producer. It's not a very fun job, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's prestigious. Uh, okay, it's not it's a very prestigious it'll, job. Uh, but it'll change fun. your life. <laughs> but, it's, but you do get to drink beer on the job. Okay, so that's about it. But all. you have to pay for it. <laughs> Without your AHA discount. Oh. Right. It is a paid position. Uh, it's a lot of fun to work with the Brewing Network, I'm sh- as I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and we do need a new producer, uh, as you'll as you'll f- see happening over the course of the next several weeks. Uh, I'm producing the program yeah. until we uh, replace Moscow. I think you're so, doing great so far. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, as you watch the show slowly decline uh, in quality. I think it's been amazing. Well, it reminds yeah. me a lot of 2006 Brewing Network yeah. quality, actually. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, so. So we are going backwards. Uh, so, listen, just send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com. A couple of you did uh, last week, and I'm looking to hear from you. You do need to be local. I'm not looking for a producer to work remotely. You need to be local to the uh, Concord area, able to get here to the studio uh, pretty much every Monday. Um, you got to spend some time making phone calls, booking guests, and uh, generally taking uh, abuse from me. That's pretty much the job description. So uh, send me an email, justin at thebrewingnetwork.com couple of events you need to know about. Beer Geek New Year's Eve is back at the Hop Grenade. We had a great time last year catering to you beer geeks, and we're going to do it again this year. We don't, you know, we tend to be at the Hop Grenade like we don't want to be exclusive. We, we try not to you know, just say we're a beer geek bar and that, that other people can't come in. We, we, we try to be all inclusive. But on New Year's Eve, no. 
it's for beer geeks. We're going to put so much awesome beer on tap, just like we did last year, and you should come in and enjoy it with us. Uh, no tickets necessary. You come in, you get a flight of beers. It's going to be a, a great time. So come and hang out at the Hop Grenade on New Year's Eve. Can I bring my couch um, in, in the courtyard? Because I don't really do anything outside of the radius of that. Right. So I figure if I can bring it with me, it's like a, like a service dog or like a comfort dog. Oh, I see. If I could bring that, then I'd feel more comfortable leaving my house. We do have a couch on the patio. Yeah, but um, other people have sat there and, okay. and I see your clientele. It's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. You could buy one of those inflatable couches. Okay. Yeah, but then I gotta like sit there and blow it up for an hour. That'll be fun for us. Though. <laughs> It'll be yeah. real fun to watch. <laughs> uh, no, the couches no aren't couches. allowed. God damn it! Yeah, man. you're striking, striking out. Yeah. out man. Uh, all right. Also, Winterfest is now not in the winter. It's on April second this year. Is it still a fest? It's uh, it's still a fest. <laughs> well, doesn't that depend on if the groundhog sees a shadow? Yeah, could it oh, still be winter? Is, yeah, it could be the first day. Of, I guess you're right. It could still be winter. I don't know how that works, but I just know You're from Minnesota. You're, so, you're supposed to know how this works. That's from Pennsylvania. Oh. It's way farther east. <laughs> but closer to you, closer to Minnesota than to us. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm not in Minnesota, believe it or not, right uh, now. Whatever. I wish you were. <laughs> so, uh, stay tuned for more details. Uh, you know, I I've told you the story already, but uh, San Francisco Beer Week moved in in the way of us, and we just decided to get out of the way of all the other events and El Nino. Uh, so they don't want us all to have to stand around in the, in the rain. So April 2nd, mark your calendars. April showers, bring me flowers. Yeah. All right, there's uh, Brewing Network gear in our store. You can still do your holiday shopping, and you should get it in time, uh, especially if you shop today or tomorrow or the next day. We ship very quickly, uh, and you can buy uh, beer gifts for the beer people in your life. I'm or, buying my dad a growler. Oh, yeah? One yes. of our Hockernay growlers? There you yeah, go. Yeah, he doesn't know. He just likes the logo, and uh, he's a cool. truck driver, so I think Oh, he can totally put his beer in there yeah. and drive his truck. And coffee. <laughs> piss, yeah. piss jugs. Yeah. yeah. You know, like a good road. That's soda. probably more like a JPU. Well, because it has a big, wide mouth, and you can you, you don't get caught when you're peeing in it. No, you know We haven't thing? covered that, but maybe this Christmas we will. I'm yeah. not sure. Mm. You could put your whole junk in that thing. Like, <laughs> really good. So, uh, yeah, on a cold winter's day. It's you can try to go no hands. Like, you can put your whole junk in there and then see if it just stays. Oh, it should. Well, that's, that's going on the card for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, try putting your whole junk in. Yeah. With the drawing and everything. Uh, yeah, it's great. Actually, though, as a truck driver, it's a double, like, double-walled, yeah. insulated growler. It'll keep his coffee hot for yeah. hours and hours Works and hours, too. So, um, all right, so go just hit the, uh, I think it says store on our website. I forget what it says. Store. There you go. Hit that button and Weird. then um, <laughs> go do some shopping. Please do. Uh, you could also do Christmas shopping on Amazon by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. That helps us out, too. You don't pay any more money or anything else, and we're only sort of spying on you when you shop that way. But we get a little cut, and a lot of you do that, and it, it helps us quite a bit. So uh, click the Amazon link on the homepage and do some shopping for Christmas. Okay. Subscribe and join the BN Army. Enters you to win $100 uh, to the More Beer monthly donation giveaway. And it also helps us stay alive here in the studio and drink beer with you. Let's get all these updates and more over on Twitter. And the other thing. Burp, burp. Um, eh, I think that's all I have. Send your feedback to feedback at brewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game today, JP? You know, oddly enough, we do. Our Twitter game today is brought to you by the Labruski Cruise, which we are going on in March. It's the first week of March. You can click the Labruski Cruise button on our homepage. It's the picture of like a boat that's made out of a beer barrel or something. And uh, it's pretty cheap to go. You get a two-room cabin for like... 800 bucks for five days in the uh, in the Caribbean or Caribbean or Caribbean Caribbean, yeah. Caribbean. on a boat Caribbean and Queen Doc's going 
JP's going. Bevo's going. I'm going. Kara was gonna go. Oh, I don't want to go. But then, sore subject. I chose. Mm. I I got invited to go to Brazil instead. Oh, I've never been to Brazil. Mm. Oh wait, I time. probably have. Brazil won't be there next year. There's always another cruise. Yeah. Look, I I tried to fly from that private island that uh, you guys are going to. Nassau. Unfortunately, no, that that's doesn't a exist. Public island. Oh, it's the other one. Uh, yeah. I don't and you know. can't fly out of it. Yeah, no, there's no airport on this private island, I which know. kind of makes sense. Just but, hop on uh, a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or row make it there to Brazil. Yeah. 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 What are they like? Row. 50 yards away? Yeah. Put up a sheet on a stick and sail. Yeah. I'm really disappointed in you, Kara. Trust me, I, I, I'm upset also. We yeah. were going to rage. We were going to. Now we're, now just we're gonna, not going to. There's gonna, always next year, right? No? Now we're gonna I don't know. I hope. Yeah. I hope. We're going to drink hot tea on the deck and think of Kara. <laughs> yeah. That sounds really nice. Maybe Shut with a little lemon. I don't Play know. Play rummy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So click the Labruski Cruise button on our homepage. And also, this oh, is the last week. Also. This is the last week. So we've been entering our Twitter game winners for a chance to win a cabin for two uh, for several months now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tonight's the last night. Cut off. So I, I mm. encourage you to participate in the Twitter game tonight okay. uh, for a chance to win a cabin for two on the Labruski cruise with us because next week on the program, we're giving away the cabin. Wow. Whoa. And only Twitter winners were entered to win this thing. So, yes. got it? What's our Twitter game? Uh, well, you know, uh, the BN is trying to uh, um, expand here. We're trying to get a little bit more cash, trying to make it in the world, but maybe the uh, the world of uh, beer audio isn't quite enough. So, hmm. um, I wanted to announce finally on the show that the Brewing Network is getting into the condiment business. Okay. And start making some condiments. I didn't know we were going to leak this yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> leak. It's a. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, what sort of food enhancing product should we make? And what is it called? So, for example, uh, Tasty Sauce. Okay? Tasty Sauce is the condiment that I made up. Everybody knows what that's like. It's a blend of four ketchups, a hint of basil, a fistful of dog hair, some weed butter, and the lightest touch of mayonnaise. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Nicely done. So, like, you win. It's like the In-N-Out Burger sauce. Okay. (laughs) Right. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Condiment That's, business. So you're saying the Twitter game is to design a BN condiment? Yeah. Okay. What is it? What's it called? Got it. Yeah. What is it made of? Sure. Okay. <coughs> I was just thinking that whoever sits, sits in that middle seat like can't put their phone away for the whole program. I thought maybe it was cursed. Cause Somebody's got to do that. Usually Tasty's there, and it's the yeah. same thing. And ever since Doc got in the studio, he's just been on his phone and, until a second ago. He was, Wipe uh, right. he was, uh, Wipe right. he was renewing asked his membership. Asked me what I was just doing. Did, Did you renew your membership? Yes, Two years. All right. Nice. You're going to get your two free books. Did you use coupon code BNARMY? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> no books for you. Oh. No so books for you. Still oh, well. zero. And no credit for us. <laughs> no, I went through, this, I went through a website. A but, website. Oh. Eight, no, the website. Oh, okay. So we'll get credit. You just won't <laughs> no. get your two free books. I used America Online. Wow. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. I'll see what I can do. I know people at the age. Where can I plug in my modem? <laughs> Hold on, guys. I can barely see my, my phone without my glasses on, so it's... <laughs> so, right. yeah. so you're, you're lucky yeah. it happened at all yeah. during yeah. the show. Understood. Understood. Oh wait, I wasn't listening to you anyway. <laughs> all right, so let's move on. We're going to have to uh, push feedback back to no. the uh, end of the program. <laughs> Doc's locked in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Let me out. I'm here once on time and. 
Well, we got to move it back because it's time to talk to our friends over at the Fast Ferment, uh, also known as the Fast Rack. Two different uh, wonderful products that they deal with, and the Fast Ferment is their conical, their their plastic conical fermenter that is so badass yeah. uh, that you need to know about it. So we're going to talk to the guys, uh, assuming they answer their phone here in a moment, uh, and figure out what we can do uh, to tell you about the Fast Ferment. Hey guys, you with us? Oh, they're connected, but uh, they don't appear unless I'm on like the some on their answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Uh, hey guys, Justin from the Brewing Network. Yeah, just calling you, about, talk to you about your your fast ferment. Uh, sending my listeners over to fastbrewing.com right now, and when they go there, they can check out the Fast Ferment, which uh, is great for beginning brewers. I would say for advanced brewers, too. But, oh, for sure. Uh, I know that they're really working on the uh, beginning brewer market because it's just such a great alternative to the uh, plastic bucket just or, going right away. or oh, yeah. the yeah. glass carboy. And, yeah. and whatever can make it easier for new people. Yeah, yeah. easier to sanitize all that. And you well, get, you think, get some of the advantages of a conical, Yeah. Too, with yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I think you can even they have a, a, a bracket you can hang it on the wall. Yeah. So you're kind of you're you know you're not only uh, cleaning up uh, how you ferment because that shape is definitely uh, you know has a well, I don't know definitely has an impact on on how you how you brew how your beer finishes out but it doesn't have to be on the ground. Mount that shit to the wall. Yeah, right. Right great. there. There yeah. you go. And they also have like a carrying strap too that makes it easy to move around. Nice. Um, they've got the ball on the bottom, well, uh, the collection ball, the collection ball, yeah. which has a, a valve so you can collect your yeast. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it has all the things of basically, um, you know, the, the more expensive stainless conical fermenters, but without all the the expense. Um, so check it out, people. I'm going to send you the number so you can try to give them a call too. Um, okay. Trying to find that here. But so we should probably just do feedback. <laughs> yeah, Doc is probably emailing those guys, and he's like, "Look, yeah. just, just don't answer don't, your phone. We'll please. get to you later. You're later. totally yeah. fine. I need to do feedback." <laughs> exactly. No, I got their number on redial. That's so why you can't get through. Right. It's a busy signal. <laughs> yeah. Well, in in talking to the guys before the show uh, about the, the the fast ferment, they were mentioning yeah. a couple things, and and that's that you know a lot of homebrewers who start homebrewing. Uh, actually don't continue homebrewing. Uh, one hmm. of the one of the things is is uh, well the biggest problem is like is quality issues. You, yeah. you, you kind of mm. brew and you, you brew yeah. a bad beer and you, you have you a higher expectation going. than right. you. The yeah. Result, yeah. The other thing, of course, is kind of the difficulty. You know, you think oh, oh brewing right. sounds fun, and then you realize wow, it's it's quite a bit of work. And especially and that, the bottling, and that's not for everybody. Yeah. Especially the bottling. So with the fast ferment, you have <laughs> just this great device that just makes it a lot easier yeah. to. Plus, you're you're kind of upping your quality game by being able to dump troop, uh, get a clearer sure. beer. And repitch because uh, you can harvest yeast. And re- exactly. That's what that and, does, yeah. and then have a nice, healthier pitch for, yeah. your, for your second batch. You can just take your thing and put it in the fridge. Yeah. It's great. Well, and also with, uh, with uh, fermenting in buckets, there's that uh, tendency or that, uh, that desire, I guess, to uh, throw shit in the bucket. I'll, I'll throw all my you know, ball valves or I'll throw my, my stainless racking cane. And it's easier to scratch the scratch side it, of a bucket. Yeah. Uh, but in, in, in the plastic conical, yep. you're, you're, not, you're not reaching in to scratch anything. You're not, you don't have anything that you're really going in there and digging around. You're not carrying your brewing equipment 
in the yeah. the uh, the vessel there. I used to scratch even the the neck of my glass carboys because getting the scrub brush down in there, the metal part of oh, it yeah. to get the brush at the bottom would always kind of just scrape along the neck of my glass carboys. Yeah. I never liked that either. Is that uh, why you stopped cleaning them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. That's why I start sending them. To you. What you do is you uh, get a piece of vinyl tubing and then slit it oh, and wrap yeah. that around that shaft. Yeah. I would just wrap idea. a paper towel around mine or wrap the shaft right in right vinyl the metal. Hmm. Ooh. Hydration is important. I think we've got Casey and Mitchell on the line from the Fast Ferment. You with us, guys? Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for the call. We missed you the first time. The phone lines up in Canada. Well, they're not as reliable as maybe downward. (laughs) (laughs) They're still on a party line up there. Yeah, that's all. (laughs) Well, we've been talking about your Fast Ferment already, even without you, because we're pretty excited about it. Um, hey, so tell us about it, because the last time we spoke to you, we just spoke about the Fast Rack, which everybody loves, of course. Uh, but now you guys are dealing with the Fast Ferment. How long have you guys been doing this gun? This gun? Uh, well, uh, Fast Ferment kind of came out last fall, uh, around last November. So it's been out for just over a year now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, and can, is it in homebrew shops? I mean, are you guys basically putting it in shops everywhere, or does everybody order online from you? Been doing awesome with it, yeah. Uh, we sell everything through our retail partners. We love all of you, so thank you very much. Um, there's hundreds all over the U.S. Um, so far, we've sold all, just over twenty five thousand fast ferments. Wow! In- wow! That's, that's amazing. All for our retailers, so thank you very much. That's awesome and great for for home brewing. I think we, what we were just talking about before we got you is how many new brewers kind of quit after the first batch and you guys are making it possible to make good beer from the get-go it's been a huge thing that we did we did a ton of research into uh kind of traditional bucket and carboy kits um as an industry we found that it's only anywhere between 10 to maybe 50 percent of people stick with brewing for more than one year okay we kind of like found like three main reasons that uh well it's you know people don't necessarily stick with, like one it's a lot of work yeah. And a lot of cleaning, racking, transferring. I know you guys just love that part of it all. <laughs> yeah. I, occasionally, you can get off batch, just too much oxidization, or a cloudy batch with sediment. And we also found a ton of these starter kits get sold as gifts, especially this time of year. Sure. Uh, and if the person that gets it, if they don't have a good experience or make a good beer or wine, we think it's a pretty low chance of sticking around. So do you sell the fast ferment then as part of a kit in general, or is that up to the retail locations to figure out? Like they can put that in their kits instead of a glass carboy, for example. Doing a little bit of both. We've kind of started. That's where a lot of shops have been. uh, They've been making in-house ones, so a lot of uh, shops do custom ones. We've also kind of started pre-packaging a few, so we're we're excited to kind of get those out. That's just starting right now. Okay. Got We're it. pushing big to the starter kit market because we think uh, if we can have more people stick around and keep homebrewing, we can make the you know the hobby much bigger, funner, keep you know have more people around doing it. Plus, better beer, which is what is important to me. Is better home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more importantly, guys, I just was talking to Chris White uh, from White Labs before the show, and he said he partied with you guys in Belgium. Yeah, oh, he definitely proud you with us in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have a good time out yeah, there? He remembers. <laughs> uh, not, and we won't just exclude Chris White. We had John Blickman in there as well, and we had John from Five Star. We had the whole crew out there with us. Nice. What were you, where were you in Belgium, and what were you doing? 
the distributor for all the products out there is in uh, Bavarlo, Belgium. So we go out twice a year for their customer days, like open door days, where you see all you know end brewers and all over Europe. And then two months later, we go back and meet all the dealers that sell the products all over Europe. Okay. John was there, and we do the whole kind of sell, stay in the same hotel, and <laughs> obviously go out and have some homebrew afterwards and some good Belgian triples. Beautiful. Sounds like a party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds like a lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as crazy as the NHC, but it's still a lot of fun, that's for sure. Definitely yeah. a different, uh, different style show. It's fun. Sounds like a great tax write-off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Definitely a write-off, that's for sure. Do they have taxes in Canada? I, don't even development. I think they do have taxes in Canada. They Are just sure? got taxes in Canada. I think they just trust everybody to pay the government what they owe. Like they don't, <laughs> it's not mandatory. They go, yeah. well, you guys are good for it. We know. We yeah. know you're good for <laughs> you're it. You're all right. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, I'm standing outside right now in Canada and Toronto with a t-shirt and shorts on right now up here. Almost 60 degrees outside. Oh, uh, my God. Canada is feeling a lot more like the U.S. now with El Nino. Yeah, you're doing better than us. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. We should have come to you for this segment instead of <laughs> yeah. cold down here. All right, so do me a favor. How should people go buy the, the, the fast ferment? I think I even saw it on Amazon, right? Early and often. Man, it is pretty much anywhere. If you go to your local homebrew retailer, if they're not carrying it, they should be carrying it. Yeah. So please ask them. But uh, it's it's online with most of the big online shops. Um, okay. Yeah. You name it. All We've right. got a couple samples from you guys, from our dear partners at More Beer over there. So looking forward to uh, having you guys test a couple out. See how they work out. I can't wait. In fact, anybody who's been wanting a conical fermenter, I mean, this is just a great way to, to get started and see what all the hubbub's about. Cause, the, uh, you we, might have to fly down and, you know, make sure it gets checked out right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doc. Yeah, if, if, if you got anybody out there that's still looking to give a gift, Fast Ferment is on the top of most people's Christmas list from what I've heard today. There you go. <laughs> Doc, maybe you should, with all of your brewing gear in storage, if we've oh, got a sample yeah. Fast Ferment, maybe you should use one for the Brewcaster Challenge. Could do it. I think. You yeah, could double batch. I'm going to run in the kitchen I, I know you don't like to change things up too much. Maybe you could split a batch. You could do one in my conical and one in the Fast Ferment and just see how things come out. That'd be fun. All right. We could do that. Let's do that. Cool. Very excited. Thanks. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. We're, we're yeah. going to hold you to that now, now that we've got it on radio. Yeah. <laughs> hold us to it, because Doc's really excited about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I know you'll no, I'm to... not excited about brewing on the Justin system. That's, that's what you're nervous that's about. That's what I'm nervous about. That's yeah. fair. Well, mm-hmm. just think of it as Jamil's system, and you're fine. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, folks, you can go to fastbrewing.com and check it out. Uh, there's a video there about how to use it, so you don't even have to uh, take our, our advice. You can go check it all out there and see how awesome it is. The Fast Ferment. Thanks, guys, for being on the show and for putting out awesome stuff to, to help grow the hobby, man. Yes. Awesome, Thank guys. you. Thanks for having us, and uh, looking forward to coming back and saying hi for sure. Yeah, when you're down Thanks. in cold California, come see us. <laughs> <laughs> bring your flannel. We'll bring some water with us for sure. Perfect. All right. Thanks, That's guys. Lot, guys. Some pepperoni That's sticks. Take care. You too. <laughs> Venison sticks up there. <laughs> All right. See, I told us so. They're good guys. They're fun. Yeah. They're always put on the fast rack challenge at the. That's true. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's always That's got a big crowd. I worked in front very of them. hard for my pink fast rack. Did you? Yes. Did you? You, you did the <laughs> Way challenge. Way too hard. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> no one. It sits in the lab, and no one wants to. I'm trying to get people to use that thing. I love it. I worked very hard for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
Yeah, I think I'm going to keep feedback for later. Still. I think you should do it now. There's a lot of good feedback. There's a lot of the tension yeah, anticipation too. Yeah, but you know we got a lot to do tonight yeah. uh, with the White Lads people. So why don't we do this? We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, Kara Taylor and Chris White from White Labs are going to talk to us about what's new, uh, which is a lot of things at White Labs. Yeah. Plus, uh, we got a big announcement later on in the program. I've been working on this big announcement with White Labs for a few months now, so I'm excited about it. Great. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available from Brewers Publications. Learn more at BrewersPublications.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. 
Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up... A six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. Casters are back. It ain't 401 beer. Whatever. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks so much for hanging out with us. We have so much to do on tonight's show, but uh, as we get to it, let me remind you about one of our great new sponsors over at Great Fermentations, another wonderful uh, homebrew shop who's supporting this show and helping to support the great uh, industry of of homebrewing. So go over to greatfermentations.com and thank them. Um, They're one of the largest suppliers of Blickman products on the web, another one of our great sponsors, and Blickman's got a whole new line of products too, the anvil uh line so go check it out uh great fermentations does a, a great job of uh getting you blickman products you can order them they do uh same day shipping on some of the main items and most vendors can take up to three weeks to get you that stuff but they really believe in the blickman products over there and they can help you get them fast and their staff is some of the best trained in using it and uh they have top-notch customer service so please go thank our friends at greatfermentations.com uh for supporting this program and and helping you guys get great Blickman gear. All right. So Blickman gear. Yeah. 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 And right exactly. after you do it's that, I'm sure to go to the, our website and order a uh, renewal of the AHA membership. That's right. We're oh, doing uh, yeah. That's right. Chris White, we're doing an AHA rally tonight as part of this program. Have you program. heard of those people, Chris? Uh, <laughs> Aha. AHA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Aha. If, if you go sign up between now, uh, December 14th and December 20th, uh, by clicking the AHA link on our homepage and use coupon code BNARMY, you get a copy, a free copy of Modern Homebrew Recipes 
and uh, American Sour Beers. So uh, go do it. You can renew that way. You can buy a gift for a friend that way. You can buy your own new membership. Just click the AHA link on our homepage and uh, use coupon code B-N-A-R-M-Y, B-N-Army, and you get all the free stuff. Free stuff. You get the first chance to get the uh, GABF tickets uh, or the Saturday afternoon session. When you're a member? Yeah. For the members only session. Yeah, members only session. Members only. And it's just mostly members, actually. Yeah, which is like the best session to go to. It is, by far, yeah. It's far more fun to be in that one. Yeah. All right, Chris White, Kara Taylor, welcome to the studio. Whitey, this is your first time at the uh, Hop Grenade studio, right? Yes, first time. You've been to the bar, of course, but you haven't yep. been in the studio. Yep, been to the bar a few times. Uh, it's great to be in the studio. In fact, I'm trying to remember when the last time you were on the show was. It's been at least a couple years. It's been too long. Maybe three years. It's I been, like It was before show, me. Huh? I was the last one, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so it had been at least four years. Wow, maybe it's been like five years <laughs> since we had this show. That's crazy. Well, because now I don't need to invite you to hang out. I just go and hang out with you in San Diego. So, uh, you know, yeah, have you, on you don't show. mind going to San Diego? <laughs> no, I don't mind at all. <laughs> uh, but now uh, White Labs has so much happening that we thought it'd be a good time to get you guys back in the studio. Yeah. Now, let me let me think of all the things that have happened. For one. Uh, one of the last things, how long ago it was, at least five years ago, when we had our anniversary party at the all-new White Labs facility. Oh, that was a great mm-hmm. party. Right? Good party. Oh, yeah. Very, it was the best party, oh, yeah. and that never happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very exciting time. White Labs has since, like, taken over the entire block. Like, you were in the one building when we were there, <laughs> and now you have, like, 50 buildings around you, right? Yeah. Yeah. We really thought we had got somewhere then. You know, wow, we got this big building. Yeah. And, uh... You're looking back, it's kind of funny because it just was the beginning of a big growth spurt. So okay, yeah. you, it just wasn't enough space in the one building. No. So now you have like a the the production building, and you have the fulfillment building, and you've got um, packaging hall building, a, a yeah. packaging hall. Okay, all of that, and that's not even to mention an all new facility being built in Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, we're working on that right now. It was a couple years in planning. We announced in January that we were building a facility there, and we've been in various modes of construction and financing since then, and uh, they're working on the concrete floors right now. Wow. So talk to me about that. Why, first of all, everybody seems to be moving to Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm not, Justin. Well, I, we've talked about like the brewery incentives, and I understand why, why breweries have, have been moving there, but why you guys? Why did you need another location uh, in another state? Well, you know, I've been in growth mode since starting White Labs. <laughs> I mean, I think, Kara, would agree. everything we talk about, White Labs is growing, growing, growing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, that's, it's a lot more difficult than just kind of staying at a, a certain size or whatever. And so it takes a lot of planning. Yeah. And so in the or, you know in the mid '90s, uh, I just started thinking about where we would put a facility on the East Coast because San Diego, yeah, it's a great city and all of that, but it's one city mm-hmm. in the United States, one city in the world, mm-hmm. and it's a long pla- ways from a lot of places. Uh, so we thought we would have a facility on the East Coast in the beginning. It just um, took a lot of years for the math to work. Okay, you know so. Uh, you know, I, I thought we would even do it earlier, but, uh, you know, there's a certain thing about expanding one facility and maximizing that. And even though we never really maximized it in terms of manufacturing, I think, well, we, uh, we did in, in, in capacity. Okay. So we um, originally were looking, at, you know, I was thinking more northern states, uh, 
Pennsylvania, New Jersey, kind of traditional manufacturing maybe areas. But as uh, breweries started going to North Carolina and Virginia and other places, um, we said, well, we've got to look at those. Okay. Um, yeah, and some uh, a couple people approached me from Asheville, from North Carolina, actually, at a seminar I was doing in North Carolina, and they said, what about us? And so, so they really started the discussion. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Did you find another street named after some yeast strain? <laughs> yeah. Is, there a, ca- is there a Candida Street in uh, Asheville? Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, it's, uh, you can always rename. You right, can lobby yeah. to change that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but it sounds, you know, South Charlotte Street. So. Uh, okay. Uh, it's pretty sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's sexier than Candida. I got to admit. It's a main thoroughfare kind of in Asheville, which is kind of cool. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's really downtown-ish on the edge of downtown okay it's a street a lot of people take to get around downtown all right (laughs) now and uh, we're going to talk about this a lot tonight because we we have beers in front of us but the the expansion that you guys have been doing is not just in producing yeast but you're actually a bona fide brewery now right so a lot of the expansion as you said we're doing is to build capacity whether that's in san diego davis we started making yeast this year asheville for the future uh and the Europe things and stuff like that we might talk about. But so that's been a big, big focus of our energy is building capacity to make more yeast, to to meet the needs of the craft brewing and home brewing industry okay. and, and other things. But um, with that same goal, we started a brewery in 2012 to um, make beers with different yeast, to talk about yeast, to have an educational kind of tasting room. And I wanted a lot of taps. We did over 30 taps, and my, I can remember we had meetings about that. The staff said, are you crazy? <laughs> 30. And looking back, maybe I <laughs> But you're crazy smart. <laughs> but I really wanted to showcase as many yeast strains, right? Sure, so that's it, maybe five or six styles of beer, yeah. but but well, You could fill them up yeast. pretty quick that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And so we started... Uh, you know, with that, with the tasting room first, and a tiny kind of little nano brewery, and and just kind of worked it slowly and slowly to. Um, it was like a half barrel brewery, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. It was a more beer system, yeah. You okay. know, um, and then we expanded it to about three barrels by adding some uh, mash capacity and kettle capacity okay. to it. Um, but it was a great little system, and we made three barrels at a time, which was fine. But the fermentation. Uh, wasn't where we wanted because, you know, that's what I talked about a lot in the yeast book. Fermentation is the key to yeast, to beer's flavor. Mm-hmm. And it was more complicated because we take each beer and break it down into four different fermenters. So we were trying lots of different mm. temporary types of fermentation systems and things like that. So really, we realized that to, uh, to make the best beer we could, we needed a, a modern brewery with, okay. you know, uh, larger fermenters. So you put in a full brew house now. What is it, a, a 15 or 30-barrel brew house now? It's, uh, it's, it can be close to 50 barrels, but we do 20-barrel batches of beer. Okay. It's most, so what we, what, another long-term vision was to build a brewery that we could make work for our yeast on and beer for the tasting room. So even before the tasting room idea, the brewery, we knew we would build a bigger brewery in the back. Mm-hmm. So the nano part was always temporary. But it took a lot of time with all the other projects going on and the planning and the engineering to put a brewery together to make very large batches of wort for yeast uh, that goes into a clean room and smaller batches of beer. 
Okay. So we make these 20-barrel batches of beer, but instead of putting them in a 60-barrel fermenter like a lot of people would do, a very economical, you know, you build a fermenter with several batches of beer, we take that 20 barrels of beer and break it down into small five-barrel fermentations. Yes. Uh, now, this so, is where I just know. want to give the our listeners an idea of what we're talking about here. I saw it last time I was at White Labs. Tasty and Doc, you guys would love this thing. I call it the wall of fermentation. You go into the back room that used to just, well, it used to have all sorts of things in there, and now it's the main brewery. And then this wall of, of fermenters that are mounted double so there's a there's a row on the bottom hmm. is it three rows or is it just two rows i'm trying to remember it now uh you're, it's one you, row double stacked it's one row double stacked but it, it bends around barrel. a little bit yeah okay so there's a second mini row and the first thing is it's beautiful like it's all hard piped <laughs> yeah. in so that they can just pump the wort into all of these things and it's a gorgeous piece of engineering but then it allows you to do these these five barrel different batches uh, are there pictures of it on the website? Do you guys know? I have a picture yes. of it somewhere. There are, it, but we're not exactly sure where. Uh, by the look on, on the your internet face. somewhere. On the internet, <laughs> the World Wide Web. I'll find my photos and I'll post it when okay. I when I post this show because I took some pictures with with Whitey standing in front of it, so you get an idea of the scale too. Yeah, what a five looks like. It is gorgeous. Yeah, they're really nice. They're premier uh, stainless fermenters, uh, and the shape is. Are they cinder? You know, we double skinny, stack or are they them. Pretty wide. Um, they're actually... Oh, they're, they're normal shape. They're normal shape. Yeah, call, they're well, not very skinny because we double stacked them. I call them pretty wide, tasty. That's what I'm thinking. They're going to be the wider kind yeah. of. Yes, mm. I would call them that. Yeah, a lot okay, of thirty and sixty barrel fermenters. I see. Yeah, and with a limited space, we wanted to double stack. I mean, they do look great that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Mosher, uh, renowned author, right? And yeah. He had something really great to say when uh, he saw the, them that uh, they look like a submarine. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that was a interesting. He's just an interesting guy, right? Yeah. So he's always got <laughs> things like that to say, and mm-hmm. that was an interesting way to say. It. So because it's all kind of this, all this stainless and this piping stacked in a smaller area because it's where, where the brewery is. So where most of the wort we make on that brew house goes into a clean room that most people don't see on the other side of the brewery. The fermenter, since it's the beer side, are right there by the brewery. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we had to fit them in there. Okay. Uh, so that's why it's a pretty um, nice system. I mean, it's a four-vessel automated system. We can do nine brews a day if we wanted to. Okay. Uh, and, and it obviously makes work for the yeast side as well. It's not just for... That's why it's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't... For 20-barrel batches of beer selling in one tasting room, we don't have to brew that often. Right. Is there any special beer. equipment or handling that's kind of out of the norm for a typical production brewery that you guys do to kind of transfer the wort and keep it extra sanitary for propagation or anything? <laughs> yeah, great question. And that was kind of the challenge, the engineering challenge of trying to put a brewery together to make wort for yeast. So the kettle and the whirlpool are pressure vessels. Oh, okay. So we can get uh, above a boil, uh, closer to autoclave temperatures to, to sterilize the wort. So we can do that in the kettle, but since there's a whirlpool, we have to have the whirlpool also right. a pressure vessel, and we can turn that off when we make beer because we don't want the kettle under pressure when we make beer. Right. We, okay. know, we want to drive off the, uh, the, the other things like mm-hmm. DMS. Yeah. Aroma. So do you use steam for all the san- like for all the plumbing and everything to sanitize it for yeast yep, production? Yep. So we have uh, a steam that sanitizes all the lines So um, because there's hard piping from the brew house. Uh, through the wall into the clean room and into all of our reactors and so the, all of that hard piping is uh, sterilized by steam okay 
And that's really unique also, is all the hard piping, because one of the bigger issues in a, oh, yeah. a normal brewery is, you know, a lot of the the hosing. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Keeping it sterile. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about a couple of the beers that have come off of this system, because right now at the Hop Grenade, we have five White Labs beers on tap. We were trying to figure out if uh, the Hop Grenade is like your first outside beer account, and we think maybe we are, which I'm proud of. Well, yeah, Kara and I talked about it. We think so because we've done a couple of one-off little things or beer events, but uh, to put them on tap and to sell them to your customers uh, yeah. like you're doing here, I think you're Orlando the first. I just forgot about wow. the first. cool. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, just on lie. this system, yeah, just, this is the first. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's good enough. Yeah, there Obviously, go. just lie to something. me. So here's what we have in front of us, and this is a perfect example of why the White Labs Brewery exists. So we have a couple different uh, versions of basically the same beer. So the first two glasses that we have in front of us here is an ESB that you guys produced. And one of them was, uh, and you guys will have to tell me what the, I, I know the number, but you tell me what the E's are. The, the first one on, on your far left, everybody, is the ESB with a W. WLP 500, and then the one on the right is with WLP 510. So you took the same wort and you put two different yeast in it, and this is what you guys uh, like to do. So what is the 500? ESB is uh, 005 005. British Ale yeast. Ah, 005. Okay, the first one is 005, and then what's the second one? 510. So I I got one right. That's why I need a producer. Not that we ever got it. Not that we ever got it right then either. Uh, It's just someone else. Real producer. So what is the 005? That's a yeast from White Lab. Thank you. You're welcome. British ale yeast, British um, yeast. highly flocculent, um, typically used, um, you know, in this in this type of style, and so you're, it, you should taste them. I did. I, I, okay, I had a good. full pint of them. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Um, what a great so, ESB. Yeah. So for the ESB, it it is a it's it's truly remarkable to see really how well suited this strain is for this beer because it's really really malt forward in mm-hmm. my opinion, but not overly like not sweet, but you know it just really allows that malt to shine compared to the um, the Bastogne the. The Belgian yeast. That's what the five ten is. Yeah, it's not sweet at all. It's a uh, it's a little fruity. It's I would even say maybe more flowery than than fruity, which I really like. But it's not sweet. It's a dry beer. Uh, is it? Do you know if it's Maris Otter as your uh, as your base malt? You have the. Oh, you both uh, no, Look just two row. It's just two row. It's huh? a little bit of crystal. Okay. Yep. Where's the rest of it? And honey malt. Uh, honey malt. Yeah. Okay. Where's all that color coming? It's a beautiful color. I guess that's the crystal and the and it's a really dark yeah. crystal. Like and the special B. Special B will do that. Yeah, okay. special B. Yep. I really like this beer. Um, that's the 005 version. A great ESB. Yeah, they get uh, uh, 80 dark crystal and then a special B. Hmm. So that'll definitely uh, okay. That'll definitely give you that nice color. That uh, amber kind of deep copper, not deep copper, but yeah, amber kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks good. And then the 510. You can really taste all of those things that I just mentioned, but now with more uh, kind of yeast, I don't know, are they esters or phenols? I, I always screw phenols. this up. It's phenols. Thank you, Carol. They're Kara. gross. I don't like them. Because <laughs> you, you don't like Belgian beer very no, much. No, not really. Neither do I, but I kind of like it with the with the malt backbone of this beer. What's so, the difference between an ester and a phenol? Kara? Oh, Wow. A lot. So anything we're talking about estery is usually in lower concentrations, talk, like uh, usually fruity. Okay. So anything that's referred to as fruity is typically an ester, ends in the uh, A-T-E, uh, in the chemical <laughs> compound. Yeah, yeah. No, no one cares. Right. Um, and no, it's not that no one cares. No, no. organic chemistry. No, no one understands. Uh, yeah. It is way over our heads. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. And then, and then 
we but talk not about our listeners. Phenols. Yeah. Um, phenols are some of those medicinal smoke band aid, hmm. um, and and sometimes in lower quantities they can be pleasant. But then when we get a, a wild yeast contamination, when they're in higher quantities, that that band aid character that's a phenol. But even smoke is a phenol. But you know is is regarded as is nice and I would um, give clove. this. I would give this a mild amount of smoke and a mild amount of clove, but I would not give it any of that awful Band-Aid phenol. The, not in this beer. No, 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 no. That's just what phenols just are what character. They, oh, they can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got so, it. And also for this strain, so 510 is probably one of the the lesser phenolic Belgian strains. Okay. Um, and also adds like a little bit of tartness usually. is. Um, and this was one of the strains that wasn't super popular until we opened the tasting room and we made a lot of beers with this and people were... Super stoked on on five ten, and I think it's um, now a platinum strain year round. Like it's available to homebrewers um, year round. Okay, um, because of the taste room using this a lot several How, years ago. What commercial beers would be using this yeast? Can we know? Super. Well, most of that's confidential. Yeah, I really, know, you but know, I'm, I'm pushing so. it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because we have we're in this weird area where we we work with breweries. Uh, on sort of this confidential basis where they're using an ingredient um, as w- in their beers, so they want that secret, unless we really know them well and it's we know it's okay. Yeah. And we're also doing a lot of t- analytical testing for them. That's the lab that Kara's running is the analytical lab. So, you know, if they send us a beer in that's contaminated and they want us to test it, they have to have this confidence that we're going to be confidential about everything. Sure. So, um, okay, a lot you... of Belgian-style beers are made with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what I um, want to get. Is, is it just one beer or... Is it a region of style other than the Bastogne region, but still? Uh, it's several. Is there widespread? A lot use? of people like the strain, yeah. Um, commercially, though. Yeah, commercially. Okay. A lot of people like it because it's not as uh, big in the phenols as some of the other strains or the fruitiness. You know, um, I think uh, that's why I like it. Yeah. I'm with Kara that I don't generally drink Belgian beers because I don't like strong esters. I don't like a lot of phenols, but this one is pretty, it's pretty moderate. Okay. How does the 510 respond to lower or higher temperatures? I know the other yeast do different things at different temperatures. So. Yeah, a lot of the non, you know, a lot of the more wild yeast mm-hmm. that maybe aren't the cultured, like old, uh, brewer's yeast that don't make phenols, don't really like the lower temperatures because that's kind of a key of brewing yeast. So more yeast in the, from the wild don't do as well in lower temperatures. Um, and. Uh, and that's also why, you know, they make the phenols because they're more of wild strains. Um, and uh, that's what most yeast do is make phenols, uh, except for our special little brewer strains we use. Mm-hmm. So any of those that are going to be in that wild category are going to be uh, less adapted to our brewing conditions. Um, so, you know, anything below 65 would be very difficult. Uh, but... People come to us all the time and say, oh, I use Trapezoidal yeast at, at 58 degrees. And other people say it doesn't work because it is a continuation or oh, flavor con- uh, contribution. Uh, just a fermentation speed. speed. So if the Fine. temperature's the lower, uh, right. it's just fin- uh, the, the temperature, the speed being long and not finishing out. And what, did you, what temperature did you ferment this beer at? These were oh, right. fermented at, I believe, 68. Um, okay. Old man fucking white over here. <laughs> I'm Where's trying my glasses? <laughs> yeah. Here, do you want me to be your eyes? Isn't this why we have Kara? <clears throat> yeah. Maybe Kara's eyes are just about as bad. <laughs> maybe maybe Beardy could be your eyes. Yeah, hold on. I'll take a look, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't. I don't think I have that. When you guys oh, do these yeast experiments, sixty-eight. But but Which, since now we have the fermenters all under their own temperature control, rather than the little things we were using in the past that mm-hmm. some shared different temperatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some would be good, some would not be good. Right. Uh, now we can do any temperature we want. Sure. So. Uh, I, I was focusing on the same wort with different yeast when I was talking about it, but sometimes we're doing same yeast, different temperatures. Uh, there's a lot of more experiments we could do. The idea of the tasting room is very experimental. Unfortunately, the only place we have those beers available is San Diego, yeah. so this would be the second place okay. <laughs> yeah. in Concord, California. But um, we are <laughs> uh, we were been working for a long time on our tasting room in Boulder, Colorado, mm-hmm. which is part of our office there. We've been there over ten years in Boulder with a customer service office, and that's opening January twenty second. I didn't know about that. You're putting a tasting room uh, in there too. Yeah. Am I going to be invited to the grand opening? I think this is the first time we've also announced that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, why not? Uh, this <laughs> is get Justin's scoop. <laughs> Finally. You got it. One friend of the show will give me a scoop. Well, he Finally. Didn't, he didn't give it to you. He stumbled. He dropped it. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's an accident. It's he didn't fine. mean he to. He was trying to hide it. Actually. Listen, well, I'm not, beggars can't be choosers. I'll take it any way I can get Tom it. Tom at the celebrator is like, what the fuck? <laughs> actually, my own marketing department might be a little mad because we were going to do a real quiet, soft opening. Oh. Did you mention a date? Oops. Just say it no. quieter, and then no. Yeah. <laughs> but then you, you say, you say Chris White. Chris We're White doesn't go in soft, girl. <laughs> We're opening a tasting room in Boulder. <laughs> it won't be as soft as you think. But. I'm in marketing. I just took care of that for him. Uh, <laughs> well, that's exciting. And then, yeah. of course, the Asheville location is going to have a brewery and tasting room and everything too. Oh yeah, right? okay. yeah. It's going to be um, a similar size to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Who's um, moving to Asheville to take care of of White Labs North Carolina? That is- my question. Is Kara Taylor is, is moving. Taylor moving? No. Good. No. work on your accent, girl. You yeah. can't move. Bezo yeah. just raised her hand. She's willing to move. And, uh, I'll move. Hired. Done. Yeah, yeah. better I'll do it right now. Kara's well, not I'm, even I'm, willing to go on the cruise. One you of think my, she's going to yeah, Brazil? Go. One of the hop grenade managers in there raised his hand, too, but I don't think they allow Mexicans in Asheville. <laughs> so he can well, have to stay We could call him a Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> oh, then he's allowed. That's fine. Well, they do, but there's probably no fryer in there. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Come on! Oh it's not uh, the skill set. Well, there actually is. There going to well, be like a restaurant and everything at the White Labs? Yeah. Restaurant? So See, then he can go because the tasting room's bigger. We're gonna have a little restaurant just to, you know. Um, have some food to go with the yeah. beer. So I think that's yeah. one of the things people say in our tasting room and maybe more of the tasting rooms that have opened up by small breweries are, you know, it's great to taste the different beers, but have a little food. We've and got so, that here, too. Yeah. Yeah. What are you we doing for food? Our food like, menu. We're still working that, on it. Cracklins? <laughs> but Ooh. we're going to focus on some of the fermentation um, things that we do well. Kimchi? Yeah. Okay. That only kimchi. <laughs> That's like on there. Different kinds yeah. of kimchi. Sauerkraut. <laughs> lots of, lots of butter. Uh, I have a question from Twitter okay. about taxes. I don't know if we want to get too heavy into questions yet, but it sure. seems like an appropriate time. As long as it's not a, like a long, uh, boring question about taxes. <laughs> it's on Twitter. Can, so can it only be 140 it's, characters? It's at least 140. Uh, uh, Casey Price wants to know if you guys have to pay tax on the beer that they that you guys make uh, for the yeast. So we pay tax on the beer we make for the beer, Um, and uh, we have the same license as as most people in California that have the same license. Um, And then on yeast, no. Because it's not beer. Right. So on the yeast side, we're regulated on the food side. So we're FDA regulated on the yeast side, Hmm. and the beer side, right, it's, it's... 
alcohol okay. and beer kind of regulation. So. Okay. All right, great. Great question. So you dump that, that wort? Yes. <laughs> well, we uh, actually beer, recycle beer. it. So, oh. Oh. Um, I mean. That, that's tap number six. <laughs> yeah. We don't recycle it <laughs> in-house, but we don't put it down the drain because it's a lot of liquid because 95% of each fermentation, propagation, tractor, whatever you want to call it, is um, disposed of, right? Mm. So only 5% or so of the fermenter volume is uh sold as yeast so that's why it might even look expensive but it's because it's a concentrated part of a whole large fermenter um and so what we do is we pump that outside to these big tanks we have and then we uh fill other tanks that go out to uh composting that's how we we call it recycling why not distill composting what lab's distilling company hey you never know Okay. Oh. Done. That might make a great vodka or something. It's like free alcohol. Right. Yeah, yeah and, and then, you could, then you could repower But there's very, the very little brewery. alcohol in it. That's why the reason oh. we're not paying tax on oh. it either. Oh, so okay. we'd have to have a lot of liquid for a, a very small uh, percentage of, of, percent of alcohol. Of but it is very nutrient-rich, uh, yeah. and that's why it works well for composting. You should make a gruit. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, not the next big thing. No. <laughs> sure. Not your father's root beer. Right. Thanks to differ. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of distilling, let me let me just take us on a, a side path here for a moment. <laughs> My car breaks down all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Whitey, ballast point. Okay. You you, you can't sleep at night. You, <laughs> yeah. I got to do this. Still... I gotta ask, you, you grew up with this company. You guys yeah. grew up together as companies. Yeah. Okay. Your friend, Jack, <laughs> and Yousef, and Colby just sold their company. Jack just sold his company for a billion dollars. What phone call did you make to Jack the next day? What did you say to your to your new billionaire friend when that when you found out this news? Well, I own forty nine percent of the share, so I was pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of people thought I, I did own, yeah, some, yeah. own some, but I don't. You know, we're we're just friends. So uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't have any when he started the company. You know, I mean, I could have invested like some other people did, but I didn't have any money, extra spare money. I was starting White Labs at the time. Um, I could have been better off just balance <laughs> point relaxing. Yeah, point we would have known earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's. Um, I mean, he's worked a lot on this. Uh, he's worked a lot on the future of Ballast Point. Uh, they've got really amazing people. Uh, that's what kind of separates different breweries, right? I mean, the brands are strong because brands are created by people and um, yeah the team they've got there and the way jack has has run the company has been amazing to watch and be part of uh we have so many great conversations that uh, kind of help both businesses mm-hmm. um, um share different vendors and different things so uh i wasn't necessarily surprised um tell me you weren't surprised about that number though come on Really? Did you th- do you, that? That valuation did not surprise you. Well, I, I you know I knew that was his number, right? Oh, so, you did. Yeah, I mean, I know that it, uh, in the range, right? Like, yeah. you know, he we you know different business people joke around about what they would sell a company for. So that was kind of a a joke, you know. Okay. Well, you know that question's coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, so okay. Um, so I I think the opportunity they they were gonna you know they had already done the S one filing to go public, and I think uh, Constellation saw that as maybe a. Uh, 
a, a good time to get it before they mm-hmm. couldn't afford it, you know. So I see. You know, I think the valuation is uh, an evaluation like that is, is kind of hard to say is, is it crazy or is it worth it because you know if you look at the present day value, you know, it would take forever to get that back. But of course, they're not looking at present day; they're looking at this growth of this company and sure. and the strength of uh, getting into craft beer. Um, have so you had- I think uh, I think they'll do good with that investment. I think they'll. I think Make you're right. Back. I'm yeah. not actually even insinuating that it's a crazy – well, I, I do think it's a crazy price, but not because it's not worth it. I think it's a crazy price because we've never seen it before, and, and you're right. Now, it remains to be seen what it's, what it's worth later. Mm-hmm. But I don't – I would have done it if I was Constellation Brands. I think it's fine. So I don't mean that. Uh, I'm just still surprised by the number. Have you had a beer with Jack and Yousef since, the, uh, since this happened? Oh, they've been vacationing. I was going to ask you, like, has it? Oh, that's the money that's already gone to joke. their head. Are they sitting around with, you know, like beautiful women on yachts all, all the time now already? Well, you know, unfortunately, I don't have that information for you because I've only been in San Diego a few days uh, since that's happened, I and see. they were gone when I was in town. They so, couldn't uh, fly to meet you on their private jets <laughs> uh, to see what you were up to, what their old friend Chris is up to. Yeah, there's still a lot of work to do, I think, to get this uh, deal done. And uh, okay, so they're not answering your call. <laughs> so I know them too, and I'm only asking you because I do find it uh, incredible uh, that yeah. it happened. I think that they're all uh, lovely people that work at Ballast Point, and they're just now the only people I know that are billionaires. So yeah. I find it, I just, it's a fascinating topic to me. It's, uh, it was going to be, I was really interested to see how the public uh, uh, was going to go, the public offering, because to see how the investment worked and how it worked for different people. So, you know, the sad, the sad part, I think, for me, is not getting to see that yeah. really close up. Right. Um, but, you know, for uh, so the, so many of the employees that have worked there for a long time, um, and the people who invested in the company early on. I mean, it's a uh, great thing yeah. you know, for them. Good for them. Yeah. That. Uh, what's your number? White Lab. <laughs> what's, what's White Labs number? One point one billion. Just yeah. a one up. Well, look, if Jack one gets up. one billion, I can't settle for less. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> who yeah. wants to invest in a yeast buy a yeast company, right? For a billion dollars. But it's you know, one point one now. It's bittersweet because you'll still be the second one, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, you know, just a few years ago, we were bigger than they were, you know, uh, just a number of years ago. Right. But they just went through this crazy growth uh, as soon as uh, uh, Sculpin um, won that World Beer Cup award. Yeah. And then Jack assembled the current team. Uh, and had the $16 six-pack. It's yeah, $18 first. Invented. It's an 18, yeah. Invented. I saw it. Yeah. $18.95. The Constellation brand saw that. They go like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sold. It's a deal. These guys can do anything. Smart. Yeah, so we just saw them running away, uh, getting larger and larger, and and adding more people. And it's it's been exciting to watch. Um, I, yeah, and I think there's that's still going to happen. Um You've you've talked to different people on this show who've sold and, and things. And, yeah. and, you know, that's a certain that's just one of the business aspects of this industry. Yeah. They sold um, for half the price. Yeah. And less for twice as much beer. Far less. Yeah. For twice a as lot much less. beer. Yeah. I tried to get Ballast Point to sponsor a BNA 10. They don't have money. They said it was too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah. hey, Jack. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, they couldn't have asked for the billion dollar valuation if they spent money. No, good point. They were tightening supporting the, you. They were tightening the uh, purse strings, right? Yeah, so that Gotta everything everything was on the up and up. Well, my opinion on that a little bit is that you know there's some blockbuster breweries out there, and not many companies want to buy 
something for a high value. They want a better deal, yeah. right? So you find a, a brewery maybe that's a better, a good match of deal and products and brand and things like that. And so uh, it looks like Constellation really went after a blockbuster yeah. deal and was willing to pay for it. Well, I think they made the right move. I think Ballast Point is going to be with us for uh, years and years and years. I also think they're going to keep putting out great beer. I think it's one of those they've done a good job of setting themselves up. So. Honestly, I, I keep joking a lot about the the price. I think they I think they got a good good company. Well, I think it's uh, uh, I'm, I'm stoked that uh, a Mexican company is in, uh, investing in the infrastructure of, of America. American jobs. <laughs> yes, finally. <laughs> All right, why don't we do this? Petros, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Listen, tonight. So far, your fence. Your choice gonna, running it off. Here. You're you're not really going to get. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get the Latino vote, but you, you're going to get a vote. Hey, a job is a job, right? What do you care? <laughs> you get a vote. Yeah, you and your eight brothers will love it. I will vote for you. Ugh, that's two votes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. Two more than he had a minute ago. Right? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more White Labs beer to try. We've got an IPA in front of us that has two different yeasts on oh, it. Plus, uh, we've got a big announcement tonight. From White Labs, which I'm excited about because I've been helping them uh, work on this. And uh, Kara has been, we, Kara and I have been working very closely, if you know oh. what I mean, uh, on, uh. This, uh, on this big announcement. So, Emailing. Uh, <laughs> phone calls. Sometimes we email after oh, 11 Late PM. night phone calls. Oh. Oh. <laughs> late night emails. We even had some video calls. Oh. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back with White Labs. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting, like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun. So while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped-up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new town. Room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery. Four Stacks Brewing, bringing the best of the West Coast style and attitude. Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach, Florida. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare-bones buddy in the brewing business. Do you 
you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. If you haven't heard, there's a completely new brand of brewing equipment. Kettles, burners, and accessories. Trustworthy, everyday gear that helps you forge and shape outstanding beer the way you want. It's called Anvil Brewing Equipment. Hi, I'm John Palmer. You may remember me from such self-help books as How to Brew, Brewing Classic Styles, Water, and the Brew Strong Podcast. I am very pleased to announce the debut of Anvil Brewing Equipment from Blickman Engineering. I have been working closely with them these past few years to develop products that combine the best of materials, features, and price point. Each of these products has been developed, tested, and reviewed to meet these ideals and bears the Palmer Brewing Solutions stamp of approval on the packaging. Anvil Brewing Equipment, inspired by Palmer, built by Blickman, and made for you. Check out anvilbrewing.com. Anvil. Durable. Reliable. Dependable. us here on the session. we got White Labs in the studio with us, and we're having a good time. wanted to remind you about uh, Beersmith Brewing Software. Yes. Go over to Beersmith.com right now and get your free 21-day trial of the amazing Beersmith Brewing Software. Also, they're having a holiday sale on their uh, How to Brew All Grain DVD. You can get the DVD or the online version for $14.95 right now over on Beersmith.com. That's the uh, DVD that Brad did with John Palmer, our good friend John over there. So if you're looking for a good gift uh, maybe to give to your beginning brewer friends uh, to take the step to all grain, go over to beersmith.com, get the DVD right now. You can probably just send them a gift link for $14.95. Plus, the brewing software is amazing. You don't have to take my word for it. You can get a free 21-day trial. I would be surprised if the brewer at White Labs wasn't using the Beersmith homebrewing software. I bet he is. Well, Justin, you took kind of a chance on that. I did, you, yes, <laughs> but I was right. Wasn't we I? do actually. I did yes. not know. For, <laughs> I, I, but I, Beersmith right here because yeah. it's awesome. I'm telling yeah. you, uh, half <laughs> yeah. the time I can make that gamble, and people are, are having it. Maybe you are right. Have, so uh, go half check the it out. Time's pretty good. That's right. <laughs> I'll take it. Go to uh, Beersmith.com right now and uh, check it out. All right. So there's, there's a uh, casino on that. That cruise, right? Yes, there should be. Uh, oh, and you're sitting next to me, Mr. Fifty Fifty. Gambling. <laughs> 
going to lose some money on that cruise. All right. Not just in the casino. No, and I can't lose Kara's money now because she's not going. Kara, God uh, damn it. It's so upsetting, I know. Why do you hate fun? <laughs> Who says I'm not even going to have fun in Brazil? Me. Uh, uh, facts. There's like Latin men there. It's I know, Kara. No, there's not Kara like Latin men. There are, first. there are Latin men. It's not a like situation. They are there. Kara like chooses her vacations and her work <laughs> trips based on Latin men being there or not. Chris is not denying any of that right now. <laughs> Yeah, there's Latin men in Miami. This is like, wait, now is is there like a brewing scene there at all? Uh, in Brazil, you're yes. not you're not listening to me, Chris. What I'm saying is that there's a bunch of Latin men there. That's, yeah. that's where we're starting. The only scene that's brewing is in their tight pants, and, and they use uh, beer smith. <laughs> yes, yeah. they do. Yeah, beer smith. Uh, <laughs> well, right. I have been there a few times talking about yeast, and I didn't really notice the men. You didn't, huh? No, liar. But, but uh, uh, the women probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, the oh. Brazilian women? Oh, my God. God damn it. I could See? never go there. Let's just come with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you go. Cruise? Oh, yeah, so. oh, oh, no, I can't. I can we miss. pilot the boat down to Brazil instead of the, <laughs> the Bahamas? I think once we're on that boat, we can pretty much tell it to do whatever we want. We're going to own that boat. Great. Click the Labruski Cruise link on our homepage right now. You can go cruise with us. All right. There's a couple things we need to talk about. I want to talk about Pure Pitch and Flex Cell. But before we do that, because we have these beers in front of us, and I don't want them to get too warm, and I want to talk about that, um, let's talk about the IPAs. Yeah. We have two different IPAs that are on tap here at the Hop Grenade, and they're in front of us as well. Um, I think I got this one right. One of them is brewed with Cal Ale. Yes. Yep. Okay. Just our our standard workhorse that everybody loves, the Chico yeast, a lot of people call it. And then the other one is, is brewed with the Abbey Ale. Yes. What number is that? Uh, Abby 4, so it's uh, WP 540. 540, okay. Um, so you guys have all had this in front of you. The IPA, good, solid, West Coast, nice. American yeah. IPA, as you'd expect that Cal Ale would put out. Um, I even like it. Yeah? yeah? Do you not like IPAs? No. Must not be very happy. It's... <laughs> No, no, it's just, it's just it's not, not really bitter it's forward. It's not bitter. Uh, around 62 IBUs. No, okay. I, I like hoppy, but I don't like bitter. Yeah. I don't like uh, yeah. dead tongue. Yeah. This one falls in the, that category. <laughs> Super dry, as you would expect. I think this was a great example of just how well 001 can do. Like, you just, you sometimes you forget, you know, you get a little crazy. But it's kind of, this was a good example of just getting back to the basics. Yeah. Kara, let me ask you, as the analytical lab manager, and you get sent, uh, as Chris was mentioning earlier, you might get sent samples from some of your clients to uh, test for them. When you get Cal Ale samples, what kind of flaws do you ever find? I mean, it's such a easy-to-use... Oh, man, I've seen a lot of things. We deal with mostly when there's off flavors, it's mostly a contamination issue. Okay. Occasionally, there's some other flukes... um, I've had a beer that's almost completely solidified, like Jello. Really? Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, Did you determine the cause of that? That's... No, I think gelatin got in the batch, but okay. I, I think that was it. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues. Mostly, I see. I think it's mostly contamination issues, typically. Okay. How often do you have to deal with mutation issues, where it's, it's just kind of going off track? Uh, I don't have to typically do that, but yeah, just sort of as a scientists at White Labs, we have to deal with that a little yeah. bit, but um, that's actually pretty difficult for that to happen, so um, it, it really needs a lot of generations, but, you know, we do have customers that use 
Kalil for 200 times. Oh, and wow. then they get a new pitch and they're like, this doesn't taste the same. We're like, well, yeah, you said 200 <laughs> times. Like, yeah. that is going. To, so it might not be mutation specifically, but, but it's there's definitely some changes that are happening here. But yeast is, you know, being a living organism and it's growing in your beer, it, it does mutate. And so that's why brewers. Commercial brewers usually go five to ten generations, you know, plus or minus of yeah, that. I mean, but uh, what, why they're changing is because the yeast is changing, right? Yeah, Mutations right. are building up. Contamination could be happening, uh, and it does start to build up. But uh, as Kara said, you can go, you know, a good brewery can go lots of generations with that. But mutations build up. That can happen in the first generation. We've seen that once in a while. Uh, so because that's a natural property, it can happen. But generally it happens after more pitches. And... Um, we don't – there's the tools of looking at the complete DNA sequence of a yeast strain to say, okay, this base pair in this gene changed is not really there yet. But we're working – one of the other projects we're doing is doing a full genome sequencing of 96 of our yeast strains and plus another 100 or so strains with this collaboration. It's a big collaboration. It's not just us. So people in San Diego and, and a, a lab in Belgium – and we're hoping to publish that in the next few months. And that will be the first full genome sequencing of all of these different brewer's yeast strains. And then I hope the tools will start to be developed so we can get more of a regular, regular kind of uh, analytical uh, quality analysis of yeast on that whole genome. So once you can identify the, the genes that have, like, changed, then you can by somehow to say, well, that has, has some effect on the uh – Right, because the there's lots of mutations you would never notice. But also, brewer's yeast has built up multiple chromosomes. So that polyploid nature is one of the great things about brewer's yeast. So if there's a mutation in one gene, there's three or four or so other oh, genes that are going to make that protein product so you won't see the mutation. Right. Um, and then for every thing, there's one or more genes involved. So a flavor of compound might be one gene that makes an esterase. I see. Uh, flocculation might be several genes. So you, you'll be able to go way beyond to saying well there's some uh, some things have changed in the yeast, but you'll be able to go beyond that and say whether they've, they're actually hurting the flavor or the right. uh, attenuation power or whatever. Everything yeah, else. and if if someday in our future you could use that as a tool to see how your yeast is doing, yeah. you would see those mutations building up and say, hey, I I don't have to change the pitch right now. You know, I can go a few more generations, or hey, I better change now because for whatever reason yeah. it's under some stress or just. Hmm. Mutated. Are there, I was uh, wondering, are there any everything, anything about like a, like say you are in like twentieth generation or something? Is there any value, or, or uh, of course with your uh, kind of testing you're talking about, there might be where you could take some of that and actually add that back to a fresh pitch. That there's things about. Yeah, so that, we yeah. have a lot of brewers that that, um, will, uh, and that make them their proprietary strains. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we have tons and tons of proprietary strains from brewers, which obviously haven't been isolated from random, you know, parts yeah. of the world. They're just part, mutations. Por- yeah, mutations that have happened, and then they decide to store they that do. yeast because they, they loved it. it. Yeah. But I think, Tasty, uh, you know, adding a little bit of the old culture back, you don't see that too much because people are, you know, because we're not working in uh, – uh, sterile environments and, and, and contaminants are there. People are afraid of that. But again, it's a little bit more based on practice than real knowledge, right? Because sure. it, um, often we don't know if there's contaminants. Even if we can plate it, there's other contaminants that are lower a level that you would know through PCR or something else. And as, And we are still 
building those tools into our brewing repertoire. And so it's it's one of those things that I kind of talked about. Like we, I think it's easy to get into brewing right now and say we know everything about brewing science and yeast. Yeah. But people in 1880 thought the same thing. Sure. Hmm. Whenever you're in a time and place, you think everything's known, right? Yeah. So I think there's so much more we're going to learn about yeast and our whole brewing science um, that will change the way we're doing things over the next well, year. Well, we knew five years ago, and we exactly. know now there's yeah. pr- proof of that. With sure. the sequencing getting complete, are, are you being able to label which specific genes create phenols, like w- which make the yeast create phenols versus not, to where you could kind of start combining, essentially making like GMO yeast to start oh. combining the best mm. best attributes. Well, we'll certainly know that when we do the full genome sequence, where the phenol genes are, and what we already have learned a lot that uh, is really exciting uh, about uh, that uh, that we haven't published yet. But you know, we're working on that manuscript um, mm-hmm. uh, and still finishing a lot of the experiments. But um, to me, that doesn't mean we're going to make different yeast from GMO. I, I want to know more about yeast, right? So we we want to do the science part of it, and then I don't know what happens with that information. I mean, I wouldn't even want to predict it I, uh, because I think it's things we can't even think of right now. Yeah. That's what's going to mm-hmm. happen with it. And it might be not through GMO. It might be through breeding. It might be just through a uh, way to handle yeast better so we can make certain things happen the right way. So how far away are we from t- the first test tube yeast? Like, <laughs> Good question. Well, they've because, been made. Yeah, they're already done. Because you yeah. can design your own yeast. Have they been and, made at White Labs and, or just from other? Yeah, didn't no. we report on a story where there was a, a, well, a, a, a yeast that could basically break up the THC or something like that for making mm-hmm. potentially weed beer? Hmm. It was a couple of years ago. Doesn't Something sound familiar. That. I was stoned. So. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But uh, so, anyways, you know, uh, think about it. You know, we think we know everything now, but pretty soon it's going to be order your yeast. Right. And, well, you know, a lot of people don't. Uh, you know, so there have been GMO yeast made, and they haven't been used in commercial beer production. And maybe that's because they haven't added that much value. Right? They do something. <laughs> minor but maybe if they did more things it'd be worth that uh <laughs> like for a minute so. four hours <laughs> flock oh, like, a, yeah. like a ton of bricks oh my god you want to sell your company for a billion that's dollars that's how you get yeah. a billion yeah. dollars brands four already hour yeah. yeast. i love the fact that the yeast we use are developed not in the lab but by brewers over yeah, time sure. and so really from nature and the fact that Brewers over hundreds of years have made these strains. So there is no test tube yeast right now. And I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I would be a little sad if that changed. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it now will these, one these, day. Uh, two IPs, did they both finish about the same gravity? You, uh, do you have an idea? That? I don't know if the brewer. Uh... Uh, no, they your, didn't. Who's your brewer? Um, who, who made these beers? So Joe the uh, Karowski is our brewer. Oh, cool. The IPA with California ale yeast was around 7% and 8%. Uh, oh. On the other one, so so they didn't finish the they, same. A little yeah. bit different. Yeah. yeah, I thought so. And I so, assume the Belgian beer was higher or lower. What would you guess? The Belgian strain versus the uh, the Belgian strain is a little less attenuative. Yes. Less attenuative. Five forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less attenuated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Each, each Belgian strain dry. is different, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ale is dry. Um, Cal ale was fermented a little lower in temperature, around sixty-eight, and then after about eight days, raised up. 
where the 540 was fermented at 72 and then raised up from there. It's also a little stickier uh, than most Belgian yeast. doesn't stay in solution um, or suspension. I and say. all the hops got yeah. in their way. This is the first. <laughs> this is a brand new IPA, and so we have been staying around six and a half percent on our IPAs to try to have a little bit. You know, most of the San Diego IPAs and elsewhere are seven and a half percent and above. So uh, this is the first time we've made one that's a little towards that range. Yeah, but it's dry hopped um, with and and all of those things that IPAs are, and still, I mean, I think you guys tasting it and say there's quite a big. Yeast difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, my shirt. Yeah. And even when you're looking at different ale strains of similar style, of similar ale strains, you see those differences. And that's why we do four um, of each beer. One of my staffers here at the Grenade uh, came in. I was asking how the White Labs beers are, and he talked about the two IPAs. And, and with the Abbey, he's like, oh, it's it's like a full-on Belgian beer. He, he, mm-hmm. he, he got uh, some cotton candy out of it. He got some bubble gum out of it. Um, he got uh, just a, the, like the full range of the Belgian things you might expect. And now that I'm tasting it, I, I agree. It's, got, it's such a different beer uh, just by using a different yeast. Yeah. And... And the IPAs are, you know, with all those hops, they're good with all those different yeast strains. And uh, I actually took all the, I, I, I said, so we changed the menu every few months. And last year I said, we're not going to make any IPA over the holidays. So about a year ago, uh, let's just do Belgian strains. And people, you know, wind up said, Chris, IPAs are number one selling beer. Why are you going to do that? But it's not about the sales and the tasting room, really. I'm like, I didn't, I think other brewers listening might agree. Like, you put an IPA on, and it's your best-selling beer, but drink. no one's drinking the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So I had to take the IPA off so people would drink the other stuff. Interesting. <laughs> and you're so justified to do that. Uh, brewers must envy you because that makes that's your model. It makes sense. Right. Right. And uh, we added it back on after a while because <laughs> people <laughs> really get angry. sales or sales. Yeah. Yeah. Later that afternoon, well, it right. came back on. <laughs> it's probably not just sales. Like, you just said, people get pissed. They're yeah. like, where's yeah, the get angry. Yeah. You made it come back. Like, yeah. well, last time I went there. And you don't want oh, that. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to upset the customer. So yeah. I could see you having to cave for that one. Well, that's what business is like. You're a slave to your customer. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk Love real quick uh, about uh, Flexel and, and Pure Pitch. All right. Now, this was announced over a year ago, and I, and I know there's a lot of information out there about it. Uh, you can go to whitelabs.com, and there's some, some videos about it, uh, a lot of FAQ. Uh, you can learn all about this process. What I want to talk about is that you have recently, now homebrewers can get this, uh, this new technology, right? Yes. Like uh, Cal-Ale, for example. <laughs> Is now <laughs> is Cal Ale now entirely in the new uh, pure pitch packaging? Well, yes, California had to be the first one, right? Yeah. It's uh, um, it's it's history. It's uh, it's it's position. You know, it, it's the it's our most popular yeast strain. Even though we make so many, it's not you know the majority of our sales or anything like that. But it's the the biggest one we make. So. It had to be the first. Okay. Um, and then we keep adding other strains um, as, as, as that capacity for us grew. So now it's majority of our yeast strains to home brewers are available in pure pitch. Okay. Uh, we try not to go back to vials once we're in pure pitch because the stores get very upset at us oh, when yeah. we do that. So we, we're in this uh, position of you know working with mostly with the retail stores, some distributors, and then some direct uh, sales, so we have to be cautious of all these channels and what their needs are, and that's one of them. That if we, 
if we go into pure pitch and then it shows up in vials, uh, it can be confusing from a retail perspective. So that's why we've been kind of cautious as we've moved through the yeast strains. Okay. For commercial breweries, uh, we went to pure pitch uh, over a year ago, and most of the strains are there unless people ask um, you know, for it in a different package. We do custom things uh, okay. for breweries. Um, What's the feedback you're getting? Uh, feedback has been great. Yeah, yeah. Are people noticing the you know the increase in in, in viability and the you know zero contamination? The you know. Yeah, I mean it. It has a a, a different convenience. So you know some people. Uh, don't like it, and it's mainly because it's same with commercial brewing and home brewing. It doesn't have a cap; you can unscrew and you've got to cut it. Okay. Um, but I think uh, the majority, well, certainly the majority, has been very positive because um, of so many aspects. So there's the recycling aspect, you know, the the the, the, the sustainability part of not using as much chemicals and other things, and a part of the very vessel that we grew the yeast in is now used for the packaging because mm-hmm. it's encased in that. Uh, there's no chance of contamination. The, in fact, the lot samples are not a random sampling of packaging because there's none. It's a ver- it's part of the very uh, same package that mm-hmm. you know you heat seal off a bunch of units, and one of them is going to the lab for QC testing. Okay. Actually, even before that part happens. So, um, and then the yeast. Uh, the physiology of the yeast has been so much better by growing it. We'd already been growing in the film for a while, but then uh, when you keep it packaged in there, the CO2 is released. Uh, There's no packaging. There's, you know, when you package a beer, it's beat up through the filler. It's uh, oxygen hurts the beer. Same Mm -hmm. thing with yeast. And so there's, by avoiding that filling and packaging process, um, the yeast health is a lot higher when it's sealed in there. And then um, it breathes out the CO2, and so the viability and vitality has been a lot higher okay. uh, over time, um, which has helped us because we are selling yeast in different places of the world now. Um, so that is definitely helpful that it survives longer. Sure. Um, so okay. It's also I mean, more concentrated. Yeah, right, because we're not going through a filler. There's a certain uh, viscosity. We've always, mm-hmm. always had a very, very high cell count in terms of uh, – the cells per mil, you know, in, in our package, it's very hard to achieve that uh, uh, cell to liquid ratio that we have. And, but we were able to do that through a lot of hard work. Now we can do it by sealing the yeast in there without having to. Uh, and there wasn't any more room in the vial for right. it, right? You couldn't get it. It was hard enough to get that out in general. I yeah, see. Right. So, to keep it, uh, so you can move the product into the vial itself and exactly. it had to be a certain slurry. Yeah. Now you can almost move a solid into the packet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. But now I have to buy test tubes now. I can't just reuse those vials for all my home experiments that I'm doing. Right. Yeah, or like to keep your weed. Your like roaches? Now you what is that? Exactly. All exactly. Says is they have to keep I love weed it. some well. I grind, so I I grind my shit up and put it right in there. It's put fucking it amazing. You can't break it. Well, you know, they'll always be around, I think, the, the, the old uh, White Labs vials. I don't mean that you'll always sell them. I mean there are so many of them sold that they will <laughs> right. always be around. Yeah. You're always going to be able to yeah. find one. For i got a garage full. So. Yeah. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. yeah. They're like a Volkswagen Beetle. It's, just, it's never going to be. You can buy them by the lot on eBay. Well, there might be some yeast we still keep in that vial. We don't know yet. In on ten some of the years, blends. we'll do an old school We do have packaging. a trademark on that vial. So, <laughs> you know. Vintage blend yeah. <laughs> that you have to put back out in the uh, in the vial. Yeah, and just a plug, uh, Customer Club will still be happening. That seems to be a very big concern. Oh. Uh, same thing. You just don't have to store plastic vials. Now you just have to 
send in the pure pitch. There you Thanks. go. Yeah, real easy. And the customer club has been updated uh, in in recent months. There's all sorts of things that you can trade in your vials and your pure pitch packages for, um, which is there's a bunch of cool stuff over there on White Labs. Uh, if you're not yeah. in the customer club, you should go over to whitelabs.com right now and sign up for it. And uh, you get... Uh, access to things that nobody else does, like the announcement that we're going to make tonight. Uh, Customer club members already know about this thing. They got first dibs on it, and so uh, it's free to become a customer club member. So lots of of reasons to go sign up for that. Um, And you get cool shit. And you get cool shit. Like members only jackets? Do you get that kind of cool shit? Oh, no, but I'm writing White that down Labs right now. White Labs members only jacket? Uh, she's yeah. lying. She's not writing shit down. She's taking a sip of beer. That's uh. new. She's just drinking, as always. All right, and then one last beer to talk about, and then I think what I might do is have us take a break, and, and we'll come back. We need to get Mike White in here for our uh, special announcement tonight. So uh, the last beer that we have on tap here at the Hop Grenade from White Labs is the Frankenstout, which is uh, fermented with what? Which yeast is this? 96 yeast strains. Not Whoa. one, not two, not ten, but <laughs> 96. No, no, Whoa. no. You're, this is a joke. It's like the dump bucket at the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are actually 96 yeast strains in this beer? There are 96 yeast strains in that beer. Um, that number might sound familiar from what I said from our DNA sequencing project. I only taste 91, maybe 92. Uh, but uh, there really is. was slacking off in 96 this. Because that's what we picked for the project. And so we said, let's make a beer with those, with that mixture. Wow. And, um, and then we've, we made several different types of beer. We did amber. We did red. We did different yeah, things. But we, the, the stout was uh, where it really shined um, because you've got such a complex micro, microbiology going on there, all these microbes competing for the carbohydrates. Yeah. And uh, it's really interesting, the flavors they make. And we repitch and repitch and repitch. And um, we've saved all of those uh, samples from each generation. So when we have some better technology in the future, we can say exactly what's going on with the culture wow. over time. All right. We're, for, we're, why cool. you, we're, I've only tasted 94. I think two got <laughs> out. There's so cider strains in there, wine, beer. Oh, I get a, I get a, no, a, no Brett. You know, cider. Like a, 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 a wow, red man. Chewing tobacco. Oh, really? <laughs> like, like whole leaf. None of that shredded bullshit that all the fucking flat bills like full on. So it reminds yeah. you when you were like 12. A plug of t- <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like sweet. Yeah. But that, that kind of tobacco thing. There you go, Chris. Well, so maybe I'm Chris, chewing. I don't know. Can I? Whitey, we're friends. It's not right? in a bad way. So. I don't like this beer. I don't like it either. It's, I, uh, it's I think I like. I think I enjoy your ex- the experiment. The experiment sponsorship <laughs> over. I know. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what it is. And it, I, I, so I, there's I, a heavy phenol note to it yeah. for okay. me that bothers you me a lot. Of people. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's phenols are great. I think the cool, cool part. Cool amounts. Yeah. Let me, yeah. Let me finish. It, all right. Okay. Then. So <laughs> <laughs> this is story of my life. So. The, the thing about the uh, about that though is that immediately you think a Hefeweizen strain or a Belgian strain has taken over. Maybe it's out competed some of those mm-hmm. other strains, but really those um, the threshold detection for us well, is is much much um, 
uh, higher, right? Like we we only need a little bit more, a little bit of that to be able to detect it. I see. And so right. really, just some of those compounds might be just competing over the other flavors, mm-hmm. and it might not specifically be the yeast. some of the some of the yeast. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's kind of something that will be interesting once we are able to look at that in in terms of what strains are actually competing. Because I think you, there's a little bit of banana uh, mm-hmm. going yeah, on. Very Belgian. So, yeah. Now you mentioned so, you use it in some lighter. Uh, Mm-hmm. Gravity yellow yeah. beers. Uh, what do those taste like? That to me, those would be more revealing. That's why we're drinking the stout. <laughs> well, yeah. the stout would yeah, be uh, cover, cover it. Really yeah. successful. Uh, they were. Yeah. Much, I think they were much more phenolic. Well, as Justin says, yeah, we do a lot of experimentation, and I think those. Yeah, they were just a little too phenolic yeah. and, and maybe uh, weird. But um, you know, this is a nine percent yeah. beer with a lot of chocolate malt and other things, oh, but still super dry because yeah. all these oh, yeah, things yeah. just. Uh, you know the the non great brewers yeast uh, doesn't mind some of the complex carbohydrates and they uh, consume them so and we also don't make this um, from the first propagation every time. We just keep reusing it. So oh. it changes a uh, lot. Yeah, if the okay. one propagates yeah. better than the other, you're going to be mm-hmm. dominated by that. Yeast. Did you guys pick wine yeast that wouldn't inhibit like the other beer yeast? Oh, yeah. contribution. Yeah, no yeah because there yeast, can be yeah. killer yeast. So you didn't include those. We tried not to. Oh, okay, but they got in there. and and you do have to wait on the sequencing to kind of figure out what yeasts in exactly. particular kind of grew at different rates. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have years so, to wait. To know. Yeah, and that'll be a fun <laughs> project in the future. Yeah, good did to you, know. Oh, yeah. Did you push this through the gas chromatograph? Yeah. See, really, yeah. You push it all through the gas and chromatograph. <laughs> it's, that's Kara's favorite thing to do. Because <laughs> she just thinks push it real good in her head. <laughs> Every, time. Every time. Every time. I've actually time. been in the lab when it's happening, and they all sing and dance, yeah. too. Eh, 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 eh. Can we get push the print out? Email going out now. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to get the print out so we can map why Justin doesn't like this. <laughs> I was wondering if with your new genome sequencing, you can map what happened to JP. If we take a swab of his cheek, like, yeah. are you going oh, to tell yeah. us where shit went wrong? Hey, where yeah. you I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you exactly where it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, but that's what no fun. I want the doctor to tell me. That's true. That's all right. <laughs> it's the gnome part. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's what I want to do. I want us to take a break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, brand new project that's been happening at White Labs that's being unveiled tonight. We're getting, we're scooping. Uh, this In is a our, veil of secrecy, except for the other people that already know it. Right. Except for the customer club. Yes. But that's right. okay. You have to have a focus group, and I'm all right with that. I gave you a scoop. You gave me a scoop. Whitey, thank you. I yeah. want a new segment Whitey. called Justin's Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it Why would never he, happen. Why is he the only person in this industry that has any respect for me? Everybody else is like, oh, he's fun to hang out with, whatever. No, well, you're never, you're never going to get the nickname Scoop Crosley. <laughs> You know, Justin, uh, actually, I tried to talk our company into having tonight be the unveiling to everybody about this project. Yeah. And I was told, well, Justin said, let's do, you should go to Customer Club first. So you talked yourself out of the scoop. That's true. I did say it should go to the customer club first. I did. That was before I knew you were going to like launch it on my program. Or, or, but, pull, or pull the sponsorship. Uh, I, have to, I have to wear two hats. Uh, so in some ways, I look out for White Labs, and sometimes I'm looking out for the BN. So, you okay. know. Uh, still, other than the customer club who deserves uh, first dibs, and they got it, uh, the rest of you uh, are going to get the scoop. 
tonight. Oh, I'm in the dark. I don't know what you're talking about. It involves a billion dollars. <laughs> oh, you got to do this, though. You got to put your, put your finger right there. Go, a billion dollars. A billion dollars. <laughs> All right. So here's what we'll do. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to get Mike White in here to help us talk about the new uh, White Labs project that we're all very excited about. Uh, then we're going to do uh, some Find the Fake a little bit later. Yes. And uh, all sorts of stuff with White Labs. Hang in there. You're it's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at HopTech.com. heard about White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Labs Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Labs yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, FlexCell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com 
when I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Program, everybody, and thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, boy, do we have a busy show. We do. We have a lot of stuff to do. We have a lot of stuff to do. Uh, whenever White Labs is here, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to do. I want to thank uh, our wonderful friend uh, and amazing local chef, Rachel, who brought us uh, food tonight. <laughs> Another amazing meal. Amazing. She brought us uh, shepherd's pie tonight, and I realized... Um, White people really like shepherd's pie. It's like as soon as I found out that shepherd's pie was coming, something happened inside of me. You like got a, really happy. Like a happiness <laughs> came out of me because shepherd's pie is one of my favorite foods on earth. And I realized it's it's because I'm white. It's like a, this hodgepodge of potatoes and ground beef and vegetables. White people have been it. It's a white trash thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's such a, a it's like a comfort food. I feel so much better now that I ate that. Rachel, thank you for bringing us wonderful food. Uh, you can find Rachel down at the Growler uh, in uh, Danville, California. And she's a chef there full time and, and then makes us food here on Monday nights. And she's just great at it. Um, so uh, she's going to be doing some beer and food segments with us from time to time. So you'll hear more from Rachel as the weeks go on. But thanks again for some wonderful food. And she's feeding our staff here at the Hop Grenade, too, because she makes so much food and we have leftovers. And then my staff doesn't have to go buy awful food at, at midnight when they get out of here, too. Yeah, the invoice cool. she sent me was like, I'm bringing shepherd's pie for eight, and I was like, <laughs> you mean 30. Yeah, it's always for, it's always for 30, uh, but she's, she's just wonderful, and it's great food, so thank you for doing that. Uh, we're still here with White Labs, and it's, uh, it's, it's, time for our, it's time for our big announcement, I think. Um, we got Mike White now in the studio. The White brothers have decided to go uh, full Kenny Rogers. I don't know if you've noticed that on the if you've been watching the show on on camera they've they've got Kenny Rogers beards together the two of them um I don't know. Well, I'm about ready to one. fold them. <laughs> do you guys have to call each other and say what you're doing when you do the exact same things, or does it just happen naturally? Because you both came in here, and I'm like, really? Did you guys just go, hey, don't forget to grow your beard out, Mike. We're going to be together at the at the show. <laughs> I saw him a couple weeks ago, and I thought, oh, boy, he looks a lot like me. They're fiercely competitive. <laughs> so fiercely. Oh. Also, Mike... Um, 
you're uh, slimming down quite a bit. Tell you what's the new diet? Well, it was that plus the beard. His girlfriend gave me a kind of a funny look. So I think that's when Chris said, I need to grow the beard, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? And, because um, uh, he thought maybe Jamie was going to become more attracted maybe, to you? Maybe. It's uh, it's very competitive. <laughs> it's been and, known to happen. Um, Mike yeah. White's a very handsome young man. He is. Yeah. Yes. Seriously, though, how, you've lost, like, what, 10, 15 pounds? I point? lost 20, then I gained a few back. Uh, so uh, it's, it's a constant struggle. Yeah. <laughs> Mike is like no, the epitome nobody. of, like, I just drinking beer every day like i just drink it like five days instead of seven and oh yeah are you still pounds. on the every other day plan i experiment with different programs i know you do, <laughs> I know you do. I, I, i'm in the middle of the various programs <laughs> like the moment. time you became a vegetarian and only ate cheese like only cheese. <laughs> wait let's talk about that diet i could do that <laughs> I, could, I could get in with that one yeah. i understand why people are vegetarians now what's the current diet mike What's your current they're plan? They're insane. It's on hold. It is. We'll be back when the holidays are done. I see. <laughs> I hear if you drink beer before noon, you don't get as many calories. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. a whole time sun scale. Right. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm on the same thing. I, every day I stop drinking beer because eventually you pass out and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so and stop. then it's yeah. a new day. Yeah. I stop drinking beer from about 8 a.m. to noon every day. Right. Every day. Every mm-hmm. Most days. Okay, most Except days. this morning. <laughs> Weekdays. Weekdays. <laughs> We're not going to count on some days. Yeah. This, right? No. We, this, yeah. Saturdays and Sundays don't count. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let me let me set this up a little bit. Now, White Labs has been working on this program, and uh, the as far as I understand it, the, the idea is to bring your customers the yeast that they want in a in a more efficient way, in a better way. Um, for years, we have been promoting the uh, platinum strains of White Labs yeast. And that was a program where the staff at White Labs picks out some of their various uh, yeasts that they don't produce all the time, and they put out a new one quarterly so that us homebrewers and pro-brewers could get to use something new uh, in your repertoire. Um, but I think that over the years, you guys found that you, you really wanted to give access and control more to your customers than you guys deciding what the, what the platinum streams are. Am I, am I close so far about where this new idea came from? Yes. Uh, I, always knew, I always knew there would be something better than the platinum program, which only released a couple different strains every few months. And we have this big yeast bank with over 500 yeast strains. That's something people always ask us. But we make 100 or so every week, yeah. which is a big number that is for a, big a number. microbiology company making yeast. You know, uh, most baking yeast companies make two or three or something like that, you know. And, uh, and we make over 100 every single week. And, and, but there's still so many we don't make and so many that might not qualify for great um, performance hmm. for commercial breweries. Uh, to maybe quant uh, to qualify for us to make. Okay. So that kind of thinking led to this. Like, how can we release some of those yeast strains, those great historic yeast strains we have, uh, without making a big batch and then trying to sell it? And nobody, it would be bad before you know the viability would go down or whatever before people even knew it was available. People might not want it, uh, right? Yeah. And and so and you also it's uh, you know it's, it's this. This bank of yeast that nobody even knows that you have, too. I mean, it's kind right. of a secret collection of stuff that you've had uh, either over the years or, or some of it maybe you've even required, uh, acquired recently. But none of us know that you even have it. So 
we don't even get to tell you, hey, I want X yeast, because we don't know that it exists in some cases. Right. Okay. Right. Well, they're sitting there, too, and they're not, like, performing. They're not doing anything. They're not in the field. They're not mutating into something even better, see, because they're not being used. Right, yeah. right. Can you guys deep freeze Beardy for me, uh, just for a few years? Yeah. I'm thinking that maybe he'll come out the other side uh, when the, the world will have caught up with him. Maybe I can see better. Yeah. Yeah. Can you get on Disney? Yeah. Can we just put him in your yeah. cryogenic freezer? I kind of want a, a Beardy Beardies, though. <laughs> you do? Uh, this is not unprecedented. Not personally, you know, tr- just for everybody else, though, you know. I see. I tried a couple of times. My hygiene is too good. Oh. Mm. I, at, at Heretic, I was plating stuff, and I couldn't get much. Really? Grow, actually. We've got a lot of candidates with, here. I would drive with the windows open past Budweiser, hoping to get some <laughs> lager yeast, but no luck. <laughs> you have to hang your head out the window like a dog. Oh. Yeah. Try that I didn't do time. that. Yeah. All right. So what you guys have come up with is the vault. And the vault uh, gives us access to this bank of yeast, this list of unknown yeast. But not just that, it allows us to vote for which strain you produce next, right? The idea is that the customers of White Labs, my listeners, um, anybody really who's interested in yeast can go to the White Labs site, the new part of the White Labs site called The Vault, which is available on the homepage right now. If you go to whitelabs.com, there's a rotating banner on the top, and uh, you'll see a big, giant image come up that says The Vault, and you can click on that and get an idea of what we're talking about here. And you've now given control of what the next uh, special strain to come out is now in my hands. It's now in the listener's hands. It's now in the customer club's hands, right? Yes, you said it very well. Uh, it's exciting to talk about it here because uh, it was an idea over a year ago when we spent the last year working on it, and uh, you described it great. And uh, Kara here was the uh, project manager on that. She did a great uh, job. She did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. It was a very difficult job to create something new. You only like cried this. like three times. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of crying wow. at White Labs. A lot more that. than that. Hey. <laughs> Well, everyone believes in the product so much, and then Whitey can be such a dick, and then you guys cry a lot. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. And remember. keep in mind, Kara volunteered oh, for this to take uh, this project she on. She said that sounds interesting. I'll take it on. And okay. she, uh, it, uh, it was a little bit of lots of battles, lots of things we had to try to figure out, and uh, and she just kept charging through. Mike was in charge of the technology side and getting it to work on the website, and uh, so he might talk a little bit about that here, and I'll let them to uh, describe it to you more. So, everybody, go to whitelabs.com right now and click on the banner that comes up that says Visit the Vault, and then you're going to get a full look at at what we're talking about. And, Mike, right now, uh, there are how many strains available for us to essentially cast our vote for? There are about 25, and there will be a lot more coming out as we go along. They will will continue to open up our vault. These are strains that Kara has uh, selected as some of the the better ones from our yeast bank and some of the ones that may be more interesting, including uh, a lot of ones that we created through blends uh, to showcase some of the the strains that have have been popular, such as those that we've used in our tasting room Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, wild yeast and bacteria uh, blends and strains. So uh, she'll get into, into more of that conversation, but I wanted to not lose focus on using this opportunity we waited to talk about it publicly until we came here. Thank you. Because of our great relationship with the Brewing Network. And um, 
we also we, we did we did have a few customers come through the last week, and that's helped us fine tune some things. But now it's uh, ready for all of you, and it's also available at yeastvault.com if you uh, just want to uh, hit that directly. Okay. So people can go to yeastvault.com right now. There are 25 strains. For example, WLP75 Hansen Ale Blend. <laughs> Kara, what is, what is the Hansen Ale Blend? Hansen Ale Blend. So that was a blend that we started in the tasting room. We thought it would be really fun to make blends that no one could order uh, and use them in the tasting room, and then you couldn't buy it. And then it was like, why? That doesn't, that's not very fun. Because that what, is fun. Well, I mean, uh, for us to like point and laugh, we're like, right. oh, you can't get this. So uh, we decided to, to bring some of those strains that did well, those blends that did well, uh, to the table. And, and you might also notice that for some of these blends, we're a little bit more open about um, some of the blends because really the word Hansen, you know, what is that What is that doing for you? But we named all of our that blends. That means there's probably here. at least three of them. So the Hansen Ale Blend is not from the Mhop beer that the Hansen Brothers no, made. No, but that would be great. I want that yeast also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and how does it work? So that's just one example. There's, there's a new Nordic yeast blend on there. Yeah, that's one uh, of the sexier ones for sure. There's is a it? picture of Tolls Prowl on there. Yeah. Oh, I see that. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that's actually one of the the ones that I'm really most excited about. Um, Tolls uh, actually he isolated a lot of those strains off of some apples in Denmark, and we've had them for you know several years. And finally, this was the right opportunity to bring this. Um, to our, our customers. And uh, this this summer in, in Copenhagen, several breweries used that strain and, and different styles of beer. It was really, it was actually the opposite of what we do. It, you know, we do the same style with different yeast, but there we did the same yeast, but different beer styles and okay. to see how that was sort of expressed. And so this was a, a really cool opportunity to, to bring some things that are more unique and um, we also thought, I think this is a good way for, for customers to, to get these strains because there's a lot of pressure for homebrew stores to carry all of our hundreds of strains and um, they don't all have the, the fridge space. And and, sure. um, and also sometimes you don't always live near an area for that to happen. Um, and so I thought that this is a great way to, to have some of these more rare strains that maybe stores wouldn't be interested in carrying, but you know, okay. there's some people out there. So, so how, how's this going to work as far as we vote on it? And so you actually pre-order it. So okay. you pre-order the strains, um, and then your credit card stored. And then once it hits 250 orders, okay. um, which is basically 250 pure pitches, um, then uh, we make it in production, and then it gets shipped to the to the customer. So you're basically casting your vote by pre-ordering, right? But you're not charged. If, for example, you choose let's let's just say the most random yeast of the of the twenty five right now that you guys have put up, and, and some of our beer geek listeners are like, oh yeah, that's the one I want, this weird one. But maybe it never reaches two fifty. They're never charged. They've cast the, their vote, but they're never charged, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. But if two hundred fifty people vote by storing their credit card, pre ordering, you guys will guarantee to make that yeast, and it will show up at people's door. Yeah. You ship it to them. Yep, ship it directly. Do you okay. give them a little bit of notice? <clears throat> yes, no. I, could, I could be a dick. Yeah, and who? Yeah, no, ah. there's definitely because some communication involved. I'm getting my sure. yeast and, oh boy. No, definitely some yeah. communica- communication involved. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, the weird thing is that I think this is a great opportunity for people to tell us what they want because yeah. um, right now, so that it's listed in you know the top strains that are being ordered, and I added uh, German Lager X on there as like for a buffer. It, it um, we, we've had it for some time. It hasn't done very well because it's just loggers are hard sometimes and yeah it's number one i don't know like maybe there's some form out there that i don't know about german lager x but that was the last strain that i anticipated being number one so i think wow. that's a a great sign that like you guys are telling us what you want versus me telling everyone else what i want what you want. <laughs> yeah so right now uh strain number 23 on the list uh, belgian lager yeast nobody wants it i know so far. i know nobody and i thought that that, that would be one that people would go for yeah. but no. So far. Uh, what's cool is that if you go to the website, you actually you show how many orders are left until that one is fulfilled. Yeah. So this just launched uh, pretty much privately to the customer club uh, last, last, week. last week. Okay. And so you can kind of see how the customer club has been voting. And now the rest of you can go in. And take a look and, and actually sort of play along and follow what's going to be made. It's like uh, crowdsourcing yeast. Right? Yeah. It is. And you could be that guy that clicks it over. Yeah, but wait yeah, wait yeah. until like you're the one that gets it ordered. Yeah. Yeah, German. Now, does the the order on the website changes based on how many times it's been pre-ordered? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Based on the because right now the yeah. number one, like you said, is German Lager X. It's the first one I see. It has the most orders. If uh, number two, the Hansen Ale Blend, were to have more orders, it would move up on the on the website. Yeah, that just jumped up That's this weekend. Cool. I logged on just today. A, yep. Right when you order. Yeah. It will change. It will change. Okay. Uh, that will be uh, deducted, and there will be fewer orders needed to yeah. get to that level. Yes. I kind of like the competition aspect of like people being able to team up and choose their favorite yeast yeah. to get it made. Or a homebrew club could say, hey, let's all get this yeast to yep. make this yeah. unique beer and see what it tastes like. Yeah. yeah I think that's already happening. Has yeah. It? I'm sort of watching that happen a little bit. Yeah. All right. The Brewing Network Homebrew Club, arguably the largest uh, homebrew club in the country. <laughs> <laughs> arguably. I, I think you should go to whitelabs.com right now or yeastvault.com right now. And uh, maybe you guys want to get together and decide which one we want to see made. And I think the Brewing Network ourselves could dictate the next White Labs yeast to come out of this. Uh, yeah, we don't push enough things around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't throw enough weight yeah. around. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, really, multiple strains could could be made in any given week, right? If people voted 250 of three of these strains, you'd make all three, right? Absolutely. Yep. And uh, you might imagine one of the most difficult things we have at White Labs is the logistics of yeast production and planning what strains to make. Hmm. Uh, out of you know those hundred strains, there's all these reactors available space, and what strains are we going to make? So this uh, helps us plan based on what people want. Yeah. So if as long as we know, we can plan that in, and that's what we're doing here. And it's more than voting; it's kind of voting with your credit card because it's just more. Certain, you know, because yeah. if it's voting, I think they'd be up right. uh, those numbers already, but we wouldn't really know we were going to sell those. And I if think if it was just voting, we could have done this six months ago, but he wanted it to, to be real. So, yeah. Well, and I think it's important to just say again that you're not charged unless the yeast is going to be made, unless right. 250. So, so you are voting with your credit card, but it's not as if the the money has been spent. And you until. can go on there as you can see, as you said, you can see the tallies going up, and then you get an email when it reaches the, the number, and then you're told when your credit card's being charged, and you're told when it's going to ship, which okay. is a few weeks after it reaches that. Uh, a few weeks after we start production. So do you have a 
uh, expiration date on the on the the vote, the order. I mean, if if you I put something in and I'm waiting for mine to come up and it's nine months later, yeah. does it roll over or do we keep it going? We don't know that one yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, credit card numbers are going to expire. Like, that answer. Oh, that right. will happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so there's yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that's a that's good point. You, customer service issue. You might have to take a look. So if number, yeah. you know, 23 here or whatever it is that nobody's voted for, if after, you know, three weeks, uh, Belgian lottery yeast is still sitting at no votes, you yeah. might swap it out with another exactly. strain. So we didn't set a rule on it yet. And that's why I said we don't know because we want to figure some of these things out. But we're going to be adding new yeast strains, as Mike said. Uh, we want to start with not too many to confuse people. But we want we have so many in the bank we want to add in there. So we I, I can see well adding some and taking some off. Yeah. Okay. Live and learn. Yeah. I, I love it. I think it's just a cool way to yeah, crowdsource what yeast we're going to get next. Yeah. Uh, are the platinum strains still going to be part of White Labs, or does this now take place of, uh, the place of that? For 2016, uh, the platinum strains will stay there because the stores are expecting to get them. But I can see this kind of that rolling into this. Okay. Uh, now, once us individuals have uh, voted for a while, right, let's say it reaches 250 on the German Lager X, you know, next week. Do the stores get uh, the opportunity to vote and, and order uh, their own uh, 250 vials? Or, or, sorry, not, not vials now. This is probably going to be the, the pure pitch packaging. Uh, do they get to vote, too? What about your, your retailers? Yeah, so we've definitely, you know, thought about that a lot, how that could work. And so we're going to be making enough that there's going to be leftover, you know, yeast to be sold. We can't make exactly 500 packages. We're not okay. that great. Um, so <laughs> We're pretty good. Yeah, we're pretty good. We're not that exact, right? So we'll be making a little bit of extra. And then um, after that's been sold, there, there may be some extra to be able to go to commercial breweries or to the homebrew stores also. Uh, but it'll probably be in somewhat of a limited release. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've got a little more to add on that, too. I think that uh, the plan is to, when we go to production, just like we would some other strains, we'll tell the breweries, we'll tell the homebrew stores, and give them the opportunity to order then so we can say, okay, how many reactors are we going to make of this? Well, maybe it'll be several, but it's going to be a very short period of time to order because we're going to produce it as a specialty batch and we won't make it again. Yeah. Um, so they'll have that opportunity to order and uh, what we wanted to do was make sure the home brewers that order and pre-order on this side will get a little bit of a discount. Oh, nice. Uh, as opposed to the retailer who might carry it later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some of an incentive for helping getting that strain produced. Sure. And, and you'll see the retail, the expected retail price next to the strain. Uh, but it's more than that, too. It's also... Uh, giving the home brewer a more prominent role in deciding what's available in the marketplace. Yeah. They've always been a key to our business in terms of we do more in terms of commercial breweries, but the home brewer, the reason we make such a variety of yeast is, is in a lot of cases because of the home brewer. And now we're le- letting them decide what our production is going to be. So they'll have even a greater impact on what's available to home, brew- home brewers and other people. And, and I hope that... Um, uh, will be uh, successful for not only us, but I hope to see other manufacturers join in this hops, malt, and and we'll see what happens. With Where it. we get to choose, yeah, I love it. Um, now, I'm curious if you predict that people will choose strains that your maybe your staff in the lab is like. 
Oh, God damn it. Now we have to make this yeast. And uh, like, are they kind of freaking out about this plan of yours? Because it's not so it's not so rigid. It's not you guys saying, hey, in a couple months, guys, we have our new platinum strain. You're going to have to make that. Now it's kind of random for them. Oh, yes. Uh, And there's some very difficult strains for us to grow. And it's just like other kind of agricultural products or something. There's things that are sort of easier to make and some difficult ones. And that's something we work internally on. And I think without uh, Kara and Mike here, there would be no vault program. So people really needed to champion it at White Labs because other people don't want it there. It just makes things more difficult. Sure. So uh, uh, that's why it it continued. Okay. Yeah, and so there might be some questions about, like, why some of the strains are more expensive. But, um, like, strains like the Dabaromyces on there are much more difficult to grow than your average Saccharomyces strain. And it's tough to say. T- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we actually we pulled some of those strains from um, – there's a great paper on um, PLS, which is an open-source scientific journal that you guys might have read before about um, oh, a yeah. lot of the different strains. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me, yeah, yeah. Uh, the where they they isolated a lot of strain, um, DNA from Cantillon, and then they basically looked at a lot of the different organisms. So, you know, traditionally we just think of those beers being Saccharomyces, um, and then you know maybe lager yeast, ale yeast, Brett, PDO, and lacto. But they found there was a lot of other different organisms there, and so you can now sort of add those to some of your sour cultures, which maybe aren't producing the primary amounts of lactic acid, but are um, you know, providing some of the mouthfeel and aromas um, that you get from a lot of those beers. So okay. um, we have some of the, the lacto, um, lactobacillus um, pericolinoides, uh, and the Dermomyces strain has is, is been from that paper, too. So Okay. So it's not just going to be sac strains on in the vault? No, voting. yeah, it's called the yeast vault, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of bacteria. Especially people are very excited about that. Sure. Um, lactobacillus plantarum is on there, which um, has been cool primarily a um, probiotic strain but um, known to do some fast souring and so oh, nice. um, great I need probiotics in my beer drink some Chris, are, are there any of these strains that you you don't know how they're going to react in production have you you see what I mean have you grown up all of these strains and know that okay yes we can do this or do you do you worry that you might find That's why one he hires me <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you uh, so have you evaluated each of these then Kara like you know you can do these yeah yeah okay. yeah okay. I, I don't feel comfortable putting anything out there that I'm like oh what's gonna happen so yeah, yeah there's actually some that are in uh, a queue right now that we're waiting still on some results, just making sure we can get everything okay. for production that I haven't even you know put on there yet. Yeah, so we've, as Kara said, we've done a lot of work on these strains, and we've brewed with a lot of them in our brewery, and as we do more of those brews, we'll keep adding it to the website. Um, but doing large-scale production uh, to the size that we're going to make for the vault, many, most of them haven't been grown to that size. Okay. Uh, we haven't, yeah. Sure. <laughs> we haven't reached that number yet, but we've done enough work on them to be confident that we'll be able to do that. And you know they're viable. You know you can propagate them. Right. Okay. Got it. So, you know, if we get a lot less yield on some, we'll have to grow more, and maybe we were wrong on, on pricing or something. But Okay. Is it, are you guys sold on the, the words the vault for? Is it, is it too late to change that? <laughs> Like, you should that, have been in mediums like six months ago. I don't, I don't, well, I mean, because I think 
you know, just based on what you said, because it's not all yeast necessarily and whatever. Uh, sleeper cells would be a great name. <laughs> uh, oh, I yeah. think the, the, the Google search term alone. Yeah. Awesome. It will, you'll show up mm-hmm. in a lot of uh, yeah. searches. You won't be able to fly in the airline. <laughs> I think that'd be amazing. So just I just want to throw it out there. Yeah. Well, we're more. <laughs> now you know, that the we're page is launched and the URL set through beer. Although maybe there should be a, a strain called sleeper cells. It's like, you know, one that just flocculates really fast. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't ferment at all. It just yeah. goes right to the bottom. Or, yeah. or it doesn't. Like the Saison yeast like should be called. I feel like that would sell weirdly. <laughs> right. Yeah. The yeast could be terror cell because you don't know what it's going to do. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Are you going to catch it? Are you not? I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's a whole thing. I actually agree with JP on this one. Not on changing the whole program, but you know, maybe some, some aspects of it. Look, we're not mm-hmm. married to the name is what I'm there's time version 2.0 once again you can go to the vault right now the vault.com and uh check it out you can also there's an faq there uh if you want to read more about how the program works and and you can you can learn all about that and you can uh, play along so for example right now um the german lager x which is number one if you were to pre-order it's six dollars and thirty cents for a pitch of that um is there shipping then on top of that to have it delivered to my door Three bucks. Three bucks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's USPS. And it's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Uh, America. America's postal uh, service. Uh, the United States Postal yeah. Service. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite literally. Yeah. Uh, for that reason, uh, was one reason why we, we kept this to the United States, uh, and especially for this release, because we have using the U.S. Postal Service uh, for that delivery of each unit. But uh, for international home brewers, um, probably the best the thing that will happen right now is uh, once we go to production, uh, a store in that area can order and they can get some okay. delivered in bigger sizes, and then the home brewers in those other areas can get it. So only Americans can vote right now. Yeah, it is, it's an, <laughs> as it should be. Listen, it's an election season, and I feel like you're just uh, you're sticking to what's happening in the U.S. right now. A lot about exclusion right now. I'm getting in this politics. <laughs> So, uh, so you get an, an a USPS envelope? Yes. Uh, bubble wrap? No, you don't need it. Probably. Or yeah, it'll be. It'll have like. It'll the, be protecting the, yeah, the, uh, ketchup the puffiness. Yeah. What is it called? Yes. <laughs> the puffiness. I think it's called the puffiness. Yep. There'll yeah. be a, yeah. the there'll be an ice pack and uh, ice pack. Yeah, there's gonna be an ice oh, pack. Nice. I think that's Peter. Wow, three bucks. The puffiness. And it comes in, nice. in a cool ice pack. Uh, the new packaging, of course. Wow, that's wow. a pretty. Oh, that's good a good deal. price for a that's rare a good yeast. Deal. That's, you guys are really giving it. To who'd, you have rare to, yeast. who'd you have to blow to get three bucks a, a shipment through USPS? Did you guys get yeah, some special pricing over there? J- JP blow me. Stamps.com. <laughs> no, <laughs> I told her that I, I'm the guy. I what if you order two? <laughs> yeah, I'm still like not twins. sure about that, but we'll see. <laughs> that's what we commit to. Two envelopes. <laughs> Kara, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. We, you logistically, yeah. we're yeah. not sure if someone uh, if we're going to lose money on that. But uh, but people yeah. are allowed to order more than one. Yes, if they want to. Okay, yeah. you're just not sure how, exactly. Does that how mean they can vote be. twice? No, and most people, not most, but uh, majority, uh, a lot of people so far through the customer club have ordered multiple vials. Yeah. I still call them vials of each one. About yeah. half, or at least, ordering multiples of the same or multiple uh, strains. Okay, and and there's a real advantage of being first because. Uh, you get it before anybody else. If you're pre-ordering, you're going to get it before stores. You're going to get it before anybody else. And that store release will be just a limited time anyway. Uh, and it really gives uh, – it, it kind of reinforces what a, what brewing is all about in terms of 
in America and now everywhere else, we're reinventing beer styles. Now you have a chance to use strains that uh, most likely have never been used before and really invent new beers that nobody's tried, nobody's tasted, and be the first to do so. Is it once it reaches 250, is it pulled from the site and you can't get you can't order it after that point? You have to wait until it comes back on the list if it ever does again. It will go back to zero. Okay. Oh, okay. But so, so it, might, it might stay on the site if it was enormously popular. Right. Yeah, it probably depends on the timing since we've got a queue of other uh, of other yeast and bacteria. But Okay. So order while you have the chance. If in a week, you'd probably want to continue to let Yeah, yeah. Maybe that poor Belgian lager. Well, well you know, what about... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. as, the, as brewers, uh, home brewers use these, uh, inevitably some percentage of those idiots will start a brewery. Will yeah. they be able to, like, maybe take one of these yeast and... Uh, would you guys move it in production for them if they needed it? Yeah, it kind of just depends on uh, the demand for some of these things. Some mm-hmm. of them are already available, like uh, the high-pressure lager yeast is a very common lager strain, but was never really released to homebrewers, but people were asking for it, and so we decided to bring it to homebrewers. Some of the other strains, like um, like the Debaromyces and some of the other blends, we've never sold to professional brewers, and so if they want it and it, and it works out for us... and quantity but well they'll also we be available talk. yeah it when it's no. available same thing with stores you won't so. be necessarily dead in it well can always, you, know. you know the question you guys are asking uh are very interesting because it just shows how complicated this industry is and right. how complicated even a little company can be right. and those are the, the questions we kept asking over the last year the beer world changes uh, every three yeah. or four years so right. just, you're yeah. just part we're just yeah. jumping on this train here. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? But we're also building that capacity. So when Asheville uh, comes online in about May is when we expect, uh, it won't double our capacity, but it will eventually. We're going to keep adding capacity out there. Uh, then we'll start putting more strains on here because we'll have more capacity to make more strains and then be able to ship them from multiple locations yeah. as well. Sure. All right, everybody. Go to yeastvault.com. You can cast your votes right now, uh, and you get to choose the next uh, White Labs Yeast Train. I, th- I just think it's such a cool project. I've been excited about it since I heard it. When I uh, Can I give a little internal? Uh, I'm going to give it anyway. A little internal White Labs information. When I first heard about it, I heard, uh, I heard something from Chris, and I thought, well, that sounds cool. And then I heard the staff's in- interpretation of the other people, and, and their interpretation was completely different. And then I was really confused about what was happening and we ended up all coming together and sitting down and going no listen it's quite simple the customer chooses the yeast period everything else were just details that had to be worked out which you guys did as a team you did a great job of it and it was just such a simple concept to me once you just that's we came together and went listen the customer <laughs> chooses the yeast yeah. i thought it was great so it, it's really exciting well thanks you know because that really was the vision because i uh you know i travel around a lot i go i talk to a lot of home brewers and they're constantly telling me what strains they want i'm going to nelson new zealand in march and uh-huh. talking to home brewers there and looking forward to that and they're um see you there are you going yeah all right uh, I'll see you there, Tasty. And they always are telling me what strains I want, but I'm one person, and I try, a lot of those strains they tell me have gone into production. But I'm like, well, how can how can you get more of these people yeah. telling us what to make? Yeah. So yeah. also, you know, we've had that issue with t-shirt designs and things where five vocal people will tell us about something they want to mm-hmm. see and then we we presume okay well i'm hearing about this one design from five people it must be popular right everybody must want it and we make the design 
and five <laughs> and five fucking people buy the design, and nobody else cares. Yeah. No, so three it, people buy the design. Right. Even yeah. worse. Yeah. 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 Or like sizes, right? They'll go, oh, you got to carry 3X. And we'll hear this, you know, what sounds like this vocal majority. Yeah. We, we buy 20, uh, you know, of the 3X size. We, we sell two of them. And so it's easy to get kind of wrapped up in, in who's being vocal and think that that's what all your customers want. Mm-hmm. This is a way to sort of bypass that and go, <laughs> you get it. if 250 of you want it, you're going to get it. Period. That's it. Yeah. So. yeah, and we actually made that number a little lower than we planned on because that's still, you know, a smaller. It's not really a run, but um, um, so that number may rise over the future if it's yeah. you know more popular. But we started with that uh, 250 sure. number to get that production started. Okay, go to eastfault.com right now and check it out. You can cast your vote. Uh, you can just go to whitelabs.com too. There's a big banner on the top of the page. You can click it, and uh, I suggest you go vote for the for the next White Labs East. You guys want to do some listener questions? We had him come in uh, through the chat room. Yes. Before we have to move on. Of course. Uh, here is a question from uh, one of our guests in the chat room today. Do you think WLP001 is much different than San Diego Super Yeast? Yeah. Uh, we, we, again, with having the ability to have the brewery in the tasting room there in San Diego, and we make different, make same beers with those two yeast strains and uh, have uh, those. Yeast strains on. Uh, they are a little different, and the kinetics of the uh, San Diego Super, it's a different fermentation. It's faster. Um, uh, and the, in you know, a little different attenuation, a little different flavor. They're certainly more similar than other yeast strains. Um, but, um, you know, English ale yeast O2 is, is pretty similar to O7 to the dry English ale yeast, but they're still different when you make the same batch of beer. Okay. Good enough. Here's one where you have to sort of agree with the premise of the question. I'll ask it how it is, but you you have to agree with the premise. Uh, Can you ask why their lacto is so infamous for not really making things sour? Is it, do you agree with that premise? Do people talk about how your lacto strain yeah. doesn't make things sour? Yeah, so okay. we have um, so we've had a different lacto strain than some other companies for a while, um, but now we, we actually have two for homebrewers that are actually on the market. We have Lactobacillus um, delbrecki, and then we have the Lactobacillus brevis. And the Lactobacillus brevis has has been proven to make a more sour beer, quote unquote, um, and. And so that's just sort of just the strain of, of lacto. They're not all created equal, which is why um, in the vaults now we have, you know, two other lacto strains added. Or we have three added, I think, on there now. Um, and if, if they were all created equal, then we would only have one, and that would be everything that everyone would, would get, you know. But um, we, I, I think that they're, they're not all created equal. It's a, a strain that not everyone has. And even within that um, species, there can be separate strains within that also. So just, you know, things to think about. They're not all created equal. Okay. But how equal are they? <laughs> Super equal. <laughs> separate, but equal. Oh, good. Uh, all right. Here's, a, DNA. here's one about some of the genome uh, sequencing you've done. Uh, this listener says, I read a bit about the sequencing leading to the distinction between the Brett-like uh, Saccharomyces and Brett... Vry? Am I saying V-R-A-I? Is that is this just spelled wrong? Um, Brett, the distinction between the, between yeah, the, well, the Brett-like Vry. sack and the Brett Vry. Okay, we call it our, our Brettois. Brettois, okay. okay. The question then is, what was the genome or pretome that led to the distinction? 
metabolisms of certain sugars, phenols, alcohols, or just a total number of chromosomes, or something else. Written by I'm, I'm hoping, a fancy ass motherfucker. Right. I'm hoping you guys understand the question. Because okay, good. Help me understand the question. What? So through so since there's no. Um, whole genome sequencing hasn't been done yet, right? That's what I'm talking about. We're working on. There is going to be strains that will be re-labeled once you say it. the strain is not uh, a lager yeast or the strain is not this or that or this is a new hybrid strain. Um, and it's happened throughout uh, biology as organisms have sequencing, uh, full sequencing done. Mm-hmm. Um, so things um, get relabeled. And so this is an early example of that, even though we're not done with the whole program, that uh, uh, what we thought through purchasing and some testing and fermentations was Britannomyces was not genetically. Okay. okay. Um, and so uh, some other, you know, there's lots of lab people, uh, homebrewers and stuff. Uh, pe- other people were questioning that. We were as well, and we had a kind of an internal uh, project on it. it took a long time. Okay, and uh, so that's kind the of an cool early example of happened, name change. Yeah, the cool thing that kind of happened is people kind of just said, "Who cares if it tastes if it tastes good and makes good beer? Then <laughs> we don't really care if it's bread or not, right?" So, great. I think that's okay. But it's also interesting that there are Brett-like Saccharomyces, right? Yeah. You know, and that's not so surprising to me because there's so many strains of yeast, right? And so many wild strains, they're going to make those variety of flavor compounds. Okay. Pure pitch question. You guys mentioned earlier about how concentrated the, the pitch can be now uh, in, the, in this new uh, process and the new packaging. So this listener wants to know if you have a suggestion for getting all the yeast out of the pure pitch packaging. He says it is pretty thick, like you're mentioning. Yeah. And uh, have, have you guys had to answer this question before, how we're getting it out of the package? Well, uh, I just ask other home brewers, and uh, most are saying they squeeze it out like a toothpaste tube. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I say... Get a bunch of it out of there. You don't have to get every drop. Yeah, yeah. that's what I've been doing mostly. Yeah. It's yeah. like the guys with the uh, extracts. You're like the liquid extracts. You're trying to get that last like teaspoon or tablespoon. Just right. forget that. Just get extra if you need it. Right. And you supply extra in the pack. Yeah, there's more in there to begin with now. Right. So You know, what might be a good promotional item, whenever I go to my dentist's office, it's uh, right here. <laughs> right. I pick up this little, it's like it's like smaller than a credit card, and it's a piece of plastic, and it has a slot in it, like uh, uh, like sort of at the top. And when you look at it, you're like, what the fuck is that? But what you do is you put it on the end of your toothpaste vial, like this, and then you just move it down your toothpaste vial as you as you use it. And you can, his says Dr. Scott Lothamer, DDS. And so maybe he could give it, maybe the next time you guys are at a, you have a booth somewhere, it's a, a, a sweet promotion. It, I think even his very one that goes over a uh, toothpaste vial would fit perfectly yeah, over a pure pitch cross out his name package and, uh, and you just, yeah, just, yeah. just, just get a sticker over the top of that. <laughs> just stick it over it. But I get more people like, what's this? And as soon as you it's tell them what it is, thing. the Light goes off. And it goes, ah. And it does squeeze perfectly all the toothpaste out of the tooth. I throw like well, half that's a great idea. Away. I, I mean, who cares? We are listening. I don't care. Swag. We are listening to all of these things because we know there's going to be some really great innovations we can do with it to make it easier to use. Uh, but we knew we couldn't figure out those things ourselves. <laughs> so uh, it was another very difficult thing. This, the, the pure pitch was even, you know, that was more years and more difficulty because the idea. Mm-hmm. 
to translate into a process took a lot longer to get that process done of making the yeast in the film and then getting it sealed in the film. And then now to innovate how that film can be uh, sealed and opened, and uh, especially with the larger packages, is something we're working on because we created a whole R&D department hmm. to make this pure pitch process, uh, flexile process, making the pure pitch package. And then uh, we put that production of that uh, yeast in that method in Davis. So then Davis can help us innovate that for Asheville. Sure. So all these pieces have started to work together. And so uh, we have that team now to be listening to these suggestions and uh, and make it better and better and better. Well, in the meantime, I do like Tacey's advice, which is just get most of it out of there, and you're going to have a huge pitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Do something else instead of worrying about that a little bit. All right. Uh, send me the toothpaste, by the way. Who cares? Okay. And let's see. Oh, here's one about the Nordic Ale Blend. Is that one I just saw in the East Vault, Kara, or is that something you already know? Yeah, have? no, that's the new Nordic Yeast Blend. Yeah. Okay. So this listener says, in the Nordic uh, Ale Blend yeast, it says, quote, has been tamed from the wild to meet process criteria. What exactly does this mean? He wants to know. Yeah, so uh, I think some people think that it's really easy to just find yeast in the in nature, and then all of a sudden we just use it in beer. But um, it has to really gone through some processes to make sure that one, it ferments sugar to create alcohol, and then two, that it flocculates, that it, it works well, we can grow it, um, and so that's a lot of the trials um, that Tolls went through when when getting those strains, and they were collected from. Apples, which is great because apples are a sugar source, so we, you know, that's um, a great start. But d- will it create alcohol? Yeah, um, and that's that's really where um, a lot of that process comes in. Is is will it actually ferment something that? Oh, and the, does it taste good? That's the other mm-hmm. thing. So we can, we can get to those two steps, and then mm-hmm. if you, like a lot of those, a lot of yeast would just taste awful. You know, yeah. a lot of those wild strains. So is that um, really disappointing in the lab where you go through all this work to find out that you can produce it, then it will produce alcohol, do all that, and then you make a beer, and then you go. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think the idea is actually to combine a lot of those things, and then you get something that's um, as complex as something like Cantillon, right? Like some people call it like fecal notes, which is usually coming from the microbes. But if we maybe only use that microbe, it would be considered gross. But then once we you know mix it with a lot of other compounds um, and other microbes, that you sort of get this um, complexity and mm. balance there with some of those things. So as a lab team, are there like days where you guys you've gone through all this it's taken so much time and then you you finally taste something and it is phenomenal it is like a cantione are you are you guys like just ecstatic like that you you've now created something that that blows our mind you guys like have parties for that uh, I wish we had more parties like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was some of the cider blends that um, we created. Uh, I was really excited about um, some of those because um, ciders, is, to me, is really finicky, and it needs some certain yeast. that They don't all work in cider, and I was excited yeah. when I like found some, like, I like dry ciders, so that's why I've, I've created some of these to, to be a little bit drier, and um, they were... They were kind of fun, and I was like, oh, I just made some ideas on paper, and this really works. And it worked out to be that. (laughs) Yep. Because, like, on an extremely rare occasion, we produce radio in this room that is, like, really awesome. And afterward, we're like, uh, (laughs) I said extremely rare. And then we're like, oh, my God, we did that. It was a cool product. And I'm just thinking, you guys work so hard sometimes on these things. And and then you, I feel like I would taste it one day as a lab person like you and go, fuck, yeah, we did that. Like, that's our product. 
Yeah, I think I'm more critical of myself, though, a little bit, you know. So you're constantly saying, like, I don't know if people are going to like this. And then you get a lot of positive feedback, and that's kind of more where that's at, probably. Okay. But it Sounds like Kara would rather work in cider yes. than <laughs> anything else. <laughs> I think so. Right? That's fair. Well, that's kind of not in Brazil. <laughs> not in Brazil. No. It's rather work in cider. Well, it's oh different God. down there. Uh, okay. All right, I think that's all the questions I had from the chat room. Uh, don't forget, you can go to yeastvault.com right now and cast your vote for the, vote for the next uh, White Labs Yeast. Uh, Kara, wonderful job on the project. Mike White, wonderful job on the website Beard. and how it's uh, looking there that, you, that people can go and vote and, and see how things are scoring. <laughs> I know you're proud Is of this. Is he seizing up right now? <laughs> He wants to talk to you about mobile friendly, you know. Oh, is like it? That, you but, could, you know, is it all? I can get it on my phone right uh, now too. Not only, not only, Justin. Yeah. Can you find it all over the web? But on your phone, it even looks better. Really? It actually looks much better. The website. Okay. So, I actually kind of agree. It looked up uh, today. That looked great. A tablet, phone. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Go use that method. <laughs> Lots of more people are doing it. Ten percent, twenty percent, now thirty percent. Okay. Of our users' uh, website. I well, mean, when mobile I start, friendly, mobile those numbers first. are going up. Yeah. <laughs> They're going up weird. every <laughs> couple of months. Well, when I stop using my phone browser f- uh, for only porn, I will go check out White Labs and and see how it looks. I'll... I think I think you'll find it. Uh, well, you won't find it as exciting as your other choice, but... right? <laughs> but I'll find it pleasing to the eye. It. You'll still enjoy it. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, very good. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back with White Labs as well because we're going to play a game. Uh, we're going to play Find the Fake. Did I, did I leave you hanging, Tacey? Do you have no, more? No, I just wondered uh, about the uh, AHM membership. How's that going? Well, two things. Uh, first, I want to let you know about uh, the Brewers Association pub- uh, Brewers Publications book, uh, Quality Management. We've been yes. talking about this for a couple of weeks, and you need to go check it out. Huh? I own it. Uh, you do, right? It, it's it's a great. I bought two copies. Did you one for home and one for the lab, or a what? gift for her and a little something for him? I see. Yeah, yeah. you bought the Adam. Yeah. Wants the big something. <laughs> I don't know. The Latin guy. Actually, uh, I bought one for Chris, somewhere. and then he bought one himself for double the price. Actually, so wow. Yeah. wow. We all crazy with that one. Wow. Well, you can go That's to brewerspublications.com right now and get Quality Management, an Essential Guide for Brewers. And, you know, Ken Grossman endorses this book by saying, look, uh, quality is the tough part. All right, We can all make beer. Making consistent beer is hard. Making quality beer is hard. Making constant quality beer is about as difficult as it gets. And uh, this is something that you need if you're going to open a brewery, if you already have a brewery, if you're sending beers to Kara uh, at White Labs for analytical uh, processing and she's sending it back to you and saying, man, this thing's bad, then you probably need to buy Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers. Go to brewerspublications.com right now. It's a great gift for the uh, beer nerd scientist in your family. Uh, Check it out right now. Okay. now, as Tasty mentioned, we're also doing an AHA rally tonight. Yeah. We're looking for you to buy or renew your AHA memberships through the brewingnetwork.com. You can go to, to our website, brewingnetwork.com, click on the AHA logo on the right side or the banner that you might find at the top of the page, and then use coupon code BNARMY, and you're going to get a free copy of Modern Homebrew Recipes and American Sour Beers. And it doesn't cost you any more than buying your membership anywhere else, um, but we get a little piece of the action, too, so it's a great way to support us. And we do believe that you should be an American. 
American Homebrewers Association member. I don't think there's a person in this room except for Taylor, but who gives a shit about that guy? He works out at the Hot Grenade, who doesn't believe that you should be an American Homebrewers Association uh, member. Right, Whitey? Everybody should be a member That's of this association. That's kind of an amazing deal. Should. I wasn't really listening until now. but Two uh, books. Right, two, two books. books. And they're great books. Uh, no extra money. Modern Homebrew Recipes from Gordon Strong, who, who's not only handsome, but smart. It's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> and then American Sour Beers, which is just a phenomenal resource now if you want to make some uh, you know, American-style sour beers at home. So uh, hit the AHA link. And I'm looking, what do we say, Tasty? I'm looking for 100 members. I'm going to get 100. In fact, I'm gonna, I've, I've watched a lot of uh, NPR and stuff on the TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Rich, on the TV. On the TV. Yeah. 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 special TV. He does. Uh, uh, on the TV. What's the public station? Uh, PBS. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's real high. You smoke enough weed, you'll get it. You're watching every yeah. time. You're right. <laughs> just, anyway. just staring at a stereo. And I've watched a lot of Rick Steves. And here's what I'm, I'm going to sweeten the pot. Okay. If you can send me a uh, email uh, confirmation of your order, yeah, dated today, which is of course East Coast is already over. It's the 14th or tomorrow, which is of course the, tomorrow, just tomorrow. You know, yep. Uh, I'll uh, send you a free tasty sticker. Uh, to your address. Wow. All yeah. right. So now we're getting a, a copy of Modern wow. Harbor Recipes, wow. a copy of <laughs> American Sour Beers, yeah. and a Tasty sticker. Yes. Uh, that tasty... tasty at the com. Send okay. it to me, and you'll... Uh... A, a, a confirmation of your receipt. Yes. Use coupon code BNARMY yes. at checkout after you click the AHA link on our Get homepage. B N A R M Y. Two books and a tasty sticker. Right. Uh, this goes through December 20th. So you have until <laughs> Sunday, podcast listeners. And uh, we want to see you sign up for this thing. All right? Do it. Because I said so. All right. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play a little game. We're going to uh, find the fake, guys. It's a little bit of beer news. Uh, so put your thinking caps on. And we're also going to find out our Twitter game winner, the last person to be entered into uh, a chance to win a cabin on the Labruski Cruise. Yep. So hang in there with us. We'll be right back. It's the session with White Labs. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft beer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in anywhere precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Time Ninkasi Award winner and Grandmaster Judge Gordon Strong invites you on a guided journey of what's new in the world of homebrewing. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques available now from Brewers Publications. Gordon brings you specific advice and sensory profiles for as-brewed award-winning beers with delicious variations to get your creative juices flowing. This is more than just a book of recipes. It sets brewers on the path to discovering what's new in the world of homebrewing. AHA director Gary Glass says, if you want to enter competitions or just learn more about styles that you might not have experience with, this book is going to help you tremendously. By emulating what Gordon does, you're going to make better beer. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques by Gordon Strong. Available right now from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing retailers near you. Segmented, demented. Fermented. Fermented. It's the session. We're going back to Steel Panther in January. They're coming to town. Yeah, that's right. I'll be out of town. I'll go with you guys. I saw that. that You won't be there. That's too bad. We're going to have a good time. Steel Panther's always fun. All right, we're still hanging out with White Labs. We've got a couple things left to do. We're going to play uh, Find the Fake, which means uh, we need some callers. 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. Come on in, call, and uh, play along with us. You'll win a prize that Bevo will send you. We were having an argument earlier about whether or not Bevo's wearing a wife beater tonight. <laughs> Kara, what do you think? She, she, is she's wearing no, a, definitely not. It what? has to be ribbed it and much ribbed. more uh, see-through. That, was that one is pretty uh, see-through, but it needs to be more see-through. Yeah. She also said that the back is special, too. She said it, it had to be like racer back to be a... Uh, yeah, uh, and um, there's usually like a tattoo that's like low on your chest. <laughs> yeah, but that's a wife beater. But that's not a shirt. Right. No. <laughs> it's just people who wear the yeah. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Beeves had her boobs out the last couple of weeks, but then she put like a super sweater on last week, and that was no fun. But super you were always commenting on uh, women's breastuses, but mostly friend. Bevo. It's true, most women's, but uh, Bevos are sort of a, a staple in our life. You know, like um, they're like always the, around. They got to be staples <laughs> down. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Chris White just looked at you like, what the... Uh, <laughs> you know, Bebo's gotten really smart. She doesn't turn that microphone on. You know what I'm saying? Nah, she, yeah. She keep, takes her headphones off now, too. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. Her life is more peaceful now. Yeah. Well, Target.com <laughs> takes a lot of energy. Focus. This episode well, is so oh, my God. I'm working. Out. What are you talking about? Your boobs. <laughs> yeah. You guys suck. Are you surprised? <laughs> Sadly, no. Yeah. Speaking of Target... We had a, we had a uh, reminder of them. I don't know how. Hmm. This is way better, though, than the last time I was on the show and my mom listened. Oh, what did we do then? Well, I got a text message that said, all I hear is vagina. And I'm like, what? We do say vagina a lot Yeah, sometimes. there was yeah. a lot of... Did we have a big echo? Or? The, no, yeah. there was a... Huh. What? Not yours. <laughs> just in general. Just slow down. Carol, that was not a reflection of your vagina. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just calm down. God. It's all right. It's a condition. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Oh, Chris man. is so uncomfortable. Oh, my <laughs> parents are listening. Uh, well, your mom probably fell asleep by now. No, I, don't worry about it. Your parents... Uh, I'm, I'm already in solid with the white parents, so I'm allowed to say fucked up things on yeah. the show oh. because they know I'm not a total douchebag. I'm just half one. No. So no. Got them fooled. Got yeah. they're fan, they're, you know what? They're yeah. our biggest fans of the TV show, JP. Oh, really? It's, to this day, whenever I go see uh, the white's parents at, yeah. at family functions and different things, first thing they do is talk about that program. That's I good. think they still watch the reruns sometimes. That's good oh, yeah. for them. So they love it. They bought that like a DVD Park. box set. They're, they're big JP fans. Well, I doubt that. They liked you uh, on the program. Let me know when uh, our guest appearance is our, is, is scheduled. Uh, for? Uh, for anything. <laughs> the, white, the white family? For, yeah. for the TV show we did six years ago? Yeah, I'll, give, uh, I'll have a writer for them. It'll be amazing. Yeah. Is that reruns? Yeah. I was at Lagunitas the other day, and uh, one of the guys who I know has given, the, given us a tour, I brought the Frenchies there, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, when are you going to do your show? That's right. <laughs> and I was like, um, I do my show every week. What do you think? He's like, no, your show. I know. I do a show every week. Right. No, not not that one. The TV show. Oh, silly. Yeah, and I'm like, like this one sucks, and the TV show was good. <laughs> right, right. And all I'm thinking was like, dude, the TV show is a flash in the pan. Well, he has a TV. He probably well, doesn't they, have an internet. An he doesn't have there. an internet. He did an episode there, and he remembered that episode. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, here you don't write your own deal. Right. Well, well, people try. True. They fucking do try. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Yeah, yeah they're... <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) All right. Um, Before we get to our game, uh, I want to talk quickly about Double Blaze Brewing. I mentioned it uh, a little while ago. They're doing a Kickstarter campaign. Um, Our friend Jacob Mitchell uh, started as a homebrew project uh, back in 2012. They're going to be opening in Temecula in 2016, and they're starting with a a a two-and-a-half-barrel four-vessel system and ten-barrel fermenters. Wow. uh, Yeah. Hey, we Uh, passed right through Temecula going to Disneyland. You can go to kickstarter.com and search for Double Blaze Brewing. 
doing and check them out. There's actually only a couple of days left in the campaign. So if you're listening to this live now, go donate. Or if you're listening to the podcast and it's Tuesday or Wednesday morning, you're running out of time. Uh, especially if you're in Southern California, you want to see a new brewery in Temecula, California, just search for Double Blaze Brewing over oh. on Kickstarter and help a fellow home brewer realize his dream. Hey, he sent us some beer. Yeah, if, these, if they're making Would beer uh, glass right now, this good, uh, you know, on a commercial scale. It's a nice sour thing. beer, right? Like yeah. Peach Lambic on the label. Peach. Mm. Okay. I'm so Another glad. I'm so fruit. glad it doesn't say German Hellas on the label. Um, <laughs> My Schwartz beer is amazing. Right. <laughs> oh, it's a nice peach lambic. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people should be putting some beer in the marketplace. So go check them out. You can go to yeah. Kickstarter.com right now and search Double Blaze Brewing. And uh, I think you uh, want to be able to buy this beer in the future. So yeah. give them a couple bucks, will you? I like that it's not overtly sour. It's not super mouth puckering, drying sour. Yeah, it tastes more like peach. That you know, it's a peach. Beer, yeah, with some tartness at the end, and there's some little sour stuff going on. I kind of like that that linear, I don't know, progression of this is this is exactly what it is. It might be that White Labs blend that's not so sour. Yeah, in this beer, I like that I can swallow and my whole mouth doesn't feel dry. And- right. <laughs> Me too. Stop it! <laughs> I knew exa- I saw exactly where that was going. Stop it! Yeah. Kara should be a co-host on this program. Kara's a, why, why Kara's can't a cider girl. To, Kara, why can't you move to the Davis location and work work out of there and come I to the show own with us every flannel, Monday? I don't think you would be such a, a great asset oh, yeah, to the show as our co-host. <laughs> That's very sweet. Thank you. Well, when you're tired of San Diego, you know there's a producer slot open if that ever happens. Right? Uh, yeah, we need some smart people in here too. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're just winging it. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, uh, you know, Davis is a college town. So you can run through them boys. That's right. Mm. Let's go. I'm in a much older men. Yeah, not happening. Uh, how much older? <laughs> they're, what's, your, they're what's your median age right now? Uh, median. I'm 29 now. It, it, it increases as I get older. But okay. hmm. we're looking at the least mid-30s. You can't be at Okay, well, that's it. We're not talking like 45 or 50-year-olds here. We're talking, no, that's okay, too. But I'm just... <laughs> just in, your median is We don't mid- discriminate on the older side. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I see. Uh, Thank do, God. Uh, do are most of the men that you date? Uh, do they reside? I love that this is. Now we're just talking about this. Now, do they yeah. reside in the United States or do they reside in other countries that you travel to all the time? Just on average. On average? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is kind of weird. Uh, Out of five guys, how many of them are in the U.S. and how many are in other countries? On average, <laughs> how many of them have last names? Right. <laughs> They don't all exist at the same time. <laughs> well, I know. That's fine. I'm not saying you're Wait, dating so you, five guys right now. You, let's let's you kill them afterwards? Good. That's that's there's like a, a 75% it. U.S. ratio. Okay. That's yeah. higher than I expected. <laughs> you got some eyes watching you now, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's higher than I expected. Hey, you've been on the road alone. Come on. Should we bring Jamie in here to verify the... Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the door closed. She knows far more than the numbers. Yeah. Yes, yeah. she does. Yeah. All right, I'm just. How many men are you dating right now? <laughs> oh my God! Moving on. What's the next? What's, what's your, just that, like, what's your Tinder profile look yeah. like? Let me see. On uh, average, swipe left. Have, have, you ever, have you ever used Tinder? No, like that is not my style at all. I'm way too shy. What about like? Do you use like Match.com or any of that no. stuff? No. Okay, no, that's Cupid. Not my, no. What's not, your style? style? Like, go to a beer fest and be and and just hit on dudes. Take your pants off. That's what it is, right? Do you want us to help pick a guy out of the hop grenade crowd? No, definitely not. Definitely not. We're moving on. What's this Twitter game? What is this story? I'm really excited about this. 
contract for her own show, will you? Yeah. 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 Oh. Love, oh. love no. Steve Long with Kara Taylor. <laughs> be a great show. Would you want to do a love show for us? Like a dating oh show. My oh, my God. Like a yes, dating that would advice. Be so much fun. So you know who wants to do a dating advice show is Jamil. Oh, Actually, yeah. he doesn't want to do dating advice. He yes, wants to do. Jamil and I are always having great conversations about things like that. I do think the two of you would do a great. Be, yeah. He told sex me I would show. be a great uh, partner on Naked and Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Do you have survival skills. Yeah, that's could, what that show's about. You right. Know what? I could see the two of you doing this program. He yeah. said he would be the protein provider, and I. Wait a second. You, do you have a, a whatever Jamil tells you he'll be the protein provider I yeah, think you ought to be oh my god Whoa. stop it that'd be a great milk stout name <laughs> oh gross protein <laughs> provider stop milk it. stout it'd be amazing yeah. I, I somebody mentioned that uh, you frequent a beard uh, connection website oh no there's a great there's like a oh, oh my gosh what is it called now but uh, there's actually like a tinder for beards farmersonly.com uh. no but I have <laughs> Done, got on that one time just to see what, what was going on, but not for fun. That was, that, that was for fun, research. But. Yes, right. strictly research. But uh, right. gosh, I can't think of what it is now. But it, there's like a Tinder for beards, and it's it's pretty hilarious to watch. But it, it's not great in San Diego, mm. so you you gotta go to other cities, I guess, for that. But so just for if is it, is it, is it a beard looking for yes, other beards or, or just women looking no, for it, beards? No, when you sign up, it asks you if you have a beard or not. So um, oh. ideally. <laughs> You're, you're a woman looking for a beard. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. But it, no, it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I love beard. That's almost a requirement. It's called Bristler. B-R-I-S-T-L-R. Yeah, it's Bristler. Bristler. Oh. Yeah. Can we change the game we were going to play tonight to the Kara dating game instead of find the fake? And <laughs> no, see I think no. that's a good audible. No. I think. She's been trying to get off the topic for like 30 or 40 no. minutes. That's where I've wanted, our game. Hard enough. That's where I wanted our game to go for the, to the thing. Yeah. This is exactly where I want it to go. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to lead up to it and get a lot of great candidates yeah. uh, over mm. a couple week time period. What, what are you saying well, about our current patrons? <laughs> right. Yeah. There might need to be some qualifier kind of oh, brilliant. I things agree with you. to do. Yeah. Sure. So, so JP had had this idea for the cruise that uh, I, I felt wasn't going to work out there, but um, I, I love the idea. And maybe we could work it out for maybe NHC, yeah. where it's like the, the homebrewer dating game. Oh my gosh! Remember, oh, so remember yeah. the dating game? <laughs> yes, right. Uh, so it's either three dudes and a, and a uh, chick, or, or or three chicks and a dude. Uh. So clearly, it's going to be three dudes in a chick. Easier to find. There's only one chick at the whole place, right? right. And you know, you don't get to see it because it's going to be you, Kara. It's going to be a venture. You don't get to see the three guys. You just get to ask the question. Yeah. You know, like um, if you were to take me out in Brazil, what would what would we do? You know, things like that. And uh, I think we're going to play this at, at. at NHC this year. What do you think, Kara? Oh, done. Done. <laughs> it's just so yeah. Yeah. I love it. You'll be the girl? Yeah. Everyone wants to go on a date in Baltimore. Well, yeah. That's the thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the right. payoff will happen in, in yeah. at NHC. We'll, that night. We'll, oh. do, we'll do the dating game on day one. And that night, you go out on the date. And then day two, we get the wrap-up. Yeah. Day two to four is awkward. We have a GoPro. <laughs> We're gonna strap the GoPro no. to, to like Kara's chest. Oh we should do you see what happened? Do you see what? Do you see what just happened? It happened so Justin, fast. I, just, I, I want to know what you mean by the word payoff. I mean, 
<laughs> Your payoff? Her, I mean, no. Uh, th- uh, uh, sorry, that th- th- she chooses the date, and then the date happens. That's yeah, the payoff that night. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. then sh- the next day, we get to hear about it. Right. Yes, that's the payoff. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying there has to be a whole other thing. Although, but there could be. But there could be, and we'll put the GoPro on to prove it. <laughs> You're going to be sitting in the corner just watching, taking photos. Yeah. Not the corner, the ta- next the, table. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Can you imagine yeah. being at the restaurant and the entire Brewing Network staff is sitting at the table next to you? Right there drinking. Staring what at you. What are you doing? Hey. Yeah. How's it going over there? Yeah. Oh, that, oh. and then Don't providing color, GoPro. Providing color oh. commentary. Uh, she just made a move to uh, his upper thigh. That's a little fast, don't you think, yeah. Gene? <laughs> I sure do. For yeah. most girls, it would be fast, uh, but we've heard about Kara. She oh loves legs. Oh, my God. She loves legs. We call her the whirlwind in San Diego because you never know what just hit you. Wow. I don't know. Ow. Yeah, no. This would be yeah. the second employee from White Labs to beat my ass on the air. Is that right? Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Who beat you Lisa the first time? Lisa. just sat there and slapped me for an hour for no reason. <laughs> so I'm like, well, Ow! You seem to deserve that. But that one, was though. deserved. Yeah, yes, probably. Exactly. Yeah, give one for me. <laughs> That's right. I remember you yelled at Lisa like four times. Yeah. 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 Smacked a and lot. You, but I will say, you guys all jumped in to save me, and that was really um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Oh, Do you wait have a sensitive arms, or I'll show you later. <laughs> all right. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's how we got to move on. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's our segue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we don't talk about his arms. Why don't we find out who our contestants are for Find the Fake? They're too wiry. All right. Where yes. JP gives us three news stories. Yes. And one of them is fake. That's correct. All right. Our contestants tonight. Uh, I guess I'm just going to do this the old-fashioned way. Uh, caller, who are we talking to? Where are you from? Hey, how's it going? That's Luke from Fairfield, Connecticut. Luke from Connecticut. All right. Like oh, you meant Fairfield, California? No. No, no. no. Yeah, Fairfield, Connecticut's a little nicer than Fairfield, California. No offense. It's a low bar. <laughs> so, uh, all right, hang in there. Just stay on the line. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> stay on the line as I hang up on you. I just dumped Luke. Get you later. You suck. I, I sent those to you, by the way, so they're in the. I logged in to send them to you. Oh, okay. That's that's helpful. That's I, I try. Uh, Luke, I'm sorry. Call back in. Uh, let's go to Olivia from Burbank. What's happening, Olivia? Hi. Olivia's peeing? Yeah, Olivia, find your phone. Get closer to the phone. Get closer to the phone. Yeah. yeah. Get off speakerphone. Yeah, can you do me a favor? Don't put the phone on the front porch and you sit in the living room. <laughs> the couch is comfy. Here she is. Oh. Hello. Oh, hi, Olivia. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thanks for calling in. Let's see if I can. Absolutely. See if I can not dump you. <laughs> we uh, just met. Hang on, yeah. That was quick. All right, and then we got Nick from Sweden. Hi, Nick. Yeah, hey. hey, hey. You don't sound Swedish. Uh, no, you wouldn't understand me if I... You wouldn't understand me. That's a great point. Wait, man. what happened? I was on the phone. Never Is he really Never not mind. from Sweden? He's no, from Sweden. Don't worry. About no, no, you're good. You're, you're good. Great. He's okay. from Sweden. All right, and then finally we've got HH from Georgia. Hi, HH. How's it going? Would that be the state of Georgia or the uh, geopolitical state of Georgia? Uh, the U.S. state of Georgia. Okay. Oh, I've been meaning to write in. My uh, kettle that you sent me is amazing. Oh, do you like it? Good. 
Well, thanks for winning it. Change your beer life. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then is Luke back on one? All right. Uh, sorry about that, Luke. No problem, man. All right. So JP is going to read us three news stories, and uh, our contestants are going to guess which one is the fake. Now, contestants, you can choose one person from the studio here tonight to help you decide which one is the fake. All right. So we've got uh, you can't choose JP because it's, it's his game, but you can choose Kara, Chris White, Mike White, Tasty, Beardy, or me. Can I just add that uh, for those who don't know, Mike White was a newspaper writer for many years. That's true. Uh, a journalist, if a you journalist. will. Yeah. I won't. Actually, I, <laughs> I, 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 refuse. I refuse. So if that helps in any way. No, that's good to know. To decipher. Mm. Uh, the contestants should also know that uh, I've the never won people this game. on the show... <laughs> Know how you know how a JP's mind works, <laughs> so we're often you know like we're able to like well, to tell by how he exaggerates whether it's something he would like be able to think of. Some of us in this room are able to do that. Not very yes. many of us. Uh, Is anybody really? You <laughs> always get it wrong. You're right. Yeah. I I think one last question would be helpful. Does anybody here besides me read news? Oh, mm. oh I read that. define news. Um, like the Onion counts. Onion is my favorite. Okay, so then yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's play the game. JP, why don't you read us our three news stories for today? Uh, all right. Uh, there are four, just to clarify. Oh, yeah. Four news stories. I was going to complain. don't set a chance. Three are real and one is not. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I didn't want you to think that I was reading you the three real ones. And, and then, then right. uh, total of four stories. Yes. One of them's fake. No you order. Got, you got it. Carry on. You're doing great. By now, we are all familiar with the love affair the Japanese have with vending machines. From eggs to ice to umbrellas to vegetables to cans of beer, our friends to the east seem to have cornered the market on dispensing life's essentials. Enter West Flanders, Belgium, specifically a parking lot in the small village of Hanzame, which is home to the world's first vending machine that dispenses entire cases of beer. Created by beer giant AB InBev and dispensing their popular Jupiler Lager beer, which is the number one selling beer in Belgium, by the way, the vending machine sets out to serve a, quote, rising consumer demand for chilled beer at any time of the day and night. An ID scanner prevents any underage drinkers from procuring their own 18-pack, but let's be honest, this new machine will be the cornerstone of the shoulder-tapping industry. Okay. Okay. Uh, number two. <laughs> Uh, I forgot to name them all clever names. I'll so, figure it out. Right, yeah. Was the vending machine in Belgium or in Japan? Uh, in, Belgium. in Belgium. In Belgium, okay. Yeah. West Flanders. Yep. Specifically, okay. a parking lot in the small village of Hanzame. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know that place. Okay, thank you. Um, Kickstarter has become the new way to raise funds in 2015, with records being set seemingly every month for crowdfunding TV shows, movies, hand mixers, even European carryalls. Enter brewmaster John Lydon, who hopes that the run of good luck other folks are having on the site will rub off on him. Lydon is raising money for his new brewery called Handlebar, located in Duluth, Minnesota. Handlebar is hoping to meet and ideally exceed their goal of $200,000. He says craft beer is hitting a high watermark in the market, and we are primed and ready to jump in. Lydon, a home brewer turned hopeful pro, is planning on not only pushing his flagship beer, which of course is an IPA, in addition to releasing a steady stream of lagers. The photo on his Kickstarter page shows a smiling Lydon underneath a giant poster of his logo, a fluffy handlebar mustache with the tagline, Where's Your Handlebar? 
He says, the average age of beer drinkers is dropping daily, and I think our brewery will fit right in. Wait, the whole story is that there's a brewery on Kickstarter? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, look, man, you want to question my bullshit. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that does happen. <laughs> the last story was there's a there's a beer vending machine in Belgium. All right, uh, turns out it's not Duluth; it's actually Cocado, Minnesota. Right, yeah. fuckers. All right, man. Number three. I tell you, in the age of the beer, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen: new brewer seeks to raise money they don't have. I thought it was interesting. I don't know. Guy with a dream and five dollars. Yeah. yeah, boy. Once you kickstart two hundred thousand, this what happens. This week's real obvious already. Oh, yeah, you guys are dicks. Is he reading? the whole story. <laughs> these, no, these are the summarized versions, Mike. Yeah, yeah Mike. <laughs> sure. Okay. Hope you got paper cut a lot. Carry on. All right. In the age of the beer lawsuit, it seems that even the most rugged brands are not immune to scrutiny. Sure, we had that awesome Blue Moon uh, lawsuit, but this one hits hard at the core of any young beer drinker. It seems a man in New York has filed a lawsuit against Miller for the marketing of Foster's beer. The suit claims the beer is marketed as being made in Australia when it's in fact brewed in Fort Worth, Texas, and even with American ingredients, he claims. There has been precedent for such a suit being successful. In June, a man who filed a class action suit against Bex for exactly the same thing won his case allowing anyone who purchased Beck since 2011 to get a $50 refund, providing they had their original receipt. It's important to point out that nowhere on those classic oil cans of beer does it say that Foster's is brewed in Australia. Foster's is owned by S.A.B. Miller, of course, and is brewed under license in a number of countries, including the U.K., where the European rights to the brand are owned by Lagunitas. Excuse me, Heineken. Okay. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, and last but not least, uh, the beer mile has become a thing in recent months. We talked about the rising sport a few times here on the show and even discussed the sport's first endorsement deal with a current champion of the sport and a U.S.-based running shoe company. Now it seems even seniors are getting into the act. An 81-year-old grandmother of three from Fort Worth, Texas, recently beat both her daughter and her son-in-law by completing her beer mile with a time of 20 minutes, 24 seconds. Elvira Montez claims to not really be a beer drinker, preferring Chevis Regal over the carbonated stuff. Quote, I told her that even though I don't like beer, I'd try it, Montez said. I don't have any secrets. I just wanted to prove that I could run and drink beer. Just for comparison's sake, the new woman's record was just set at about six minutes. All right. Our news stories today are that uh, there is a new vending machine in West Flanders, Belgium, that will give out cases of beer. Yeah. Uh, second, a brewery has a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, third, <laughs> <He's a good laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Foster's. I thought it was good news. I thought it was interesting. For the a new brewery is. is good news. Yeah. Uh, well, that was good. Foster's is being sued for false advertising. It's not made in Australia. It's made in the U.S. And finally, an 81-year-old lady. Lady does the beer mile, even though she drinks shivas and not beer. Which is healthy. So. I thought they were all good. So those, yeah. Can we be clear for a second? Are these all uh, JP inspired? Like, are they all rewritten by JP? Yes, they're all written by, by me. All right, that's because yeah, there's some silliness happening, and that's. I'm they are. To. Let me. They are paraphrased by JP. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them is entirely written by JP, and that's the one we're looking for. Right. Um, the really good, the one written really goodly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the most life-changing. Right. Yeah. All right, let's go to Luke from Connecticut. Luke, you can tell us which one you think is the fake. You can also choose one person in the studio to help you out. Kara, Chris White, Mike White, Tasty, Beardy, or myself. All right, you know what? I think 
Number three, the uh, false one is, is false. All right. Nick is saying three. Do you want any help from the studio at all? Um, yeah, you know what? Let's see what Kara has to say. Kara, what do you think? Which one? Do you agree that number three, Foster's lawsuit, is the fake? I, I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. Which one do you think is the fake? I think it's the first yeah. one, the Japanese beer one. Okay. You, Kara thinks it's the uh, case dispenser. Case dispenser. Luke, do you want to stay with your choice? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to stay because I saw something on the internet about that. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, Olivia from Burbank. <laughs> Luke, shut the fuck wow. up. <laughs> Olivia from Burbank, uh, which one do you think is the fake? Or you can go straight to one of the uh, hosts here in the studio. Thanks, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said no real fast. Right. Oh, right. right. Well, okay. First of all, when... I know Olivia- it's B. I know it. No, number, number two. B. Number A, B. Two. Number two. The Duluth thing with the must-have <coughs> Kickstarter. Kickstarter. No consultation necessary. All right. Olivia thinks yeah. it's number two. No consultation necessary. She does not think that there's a brewery <laughs> raising funds on Kickstarter. <laughs> In Duluth. Well, what does Casey have to say? Oh, now you oh, want to know. Now she wants to. This is uh, the best call in ever. I love it. Give him your uh, number. He'll text it to you. Well, I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> She's right. Yeah. She, yeah. Whoa. If Foster's is making beer in Texas, we'd fucking know about it, right? Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's bullshit. So you think number three yeah. is the fake. Is, okay. Uh, Olivia, would you like to change your vote from number two to number three? Awesome. Texas, Minnesota, number two. Hey, I said Olivia. Shut the yeah. dude up. I'm sticking with B. All right. Number two, sorry. Number two. All right. Uh, Nick from Sweden. Uh, yeah. Which one's the fake, man? Um, I would think number three is the, 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 the fake one. Uh, Nick, thanks. Uh, but but uh, what, what does Beardy say? Beardy. Oh. Yeah. Um, Beardy, never ever called on before. Beardy taken by surprise. Yeah, so what game are we playing? Beardy says all of that, JP. Beardy says, oh. Oh. I think I got it all, but just repeat Uh, it again. One one person on the planet cares what Beardy thinks. It's Nick from Sweden. Uh, Go ahead, Beardy. It has to be international. Um, I was leaning towards number two Mm -hmm. um, because being from Minnesota... The only reason JP knows that Duluth is even a city is because I've told him about it. So I'm that's thinking that's not true. No. I'm thinking that that's the only reason. Wow, that's even a, a story. So you think you think I was thinking of you at the moment I was writing this? Well, when that's aren't you? Wrong. That's what you think. So, All right. Yeah. All right, Nick. So Beardy says uh, it's number two. Uh, I, I would change my I would change my vote then to number two. Wow, everybody's going with number two. Hey, Nick, you know Thomas Franson? <laughs> the other uh, Swedish I, I guy? Know, I know him, but uh, but I don't know him. Right, fine. Same same country. What, all Swedish people know each other. Kind <laughs> of true. Yeah. In yeah. the beer, aren't there really yeah. just two, uh, two people? Yeah. This smacks of racism. You know. It's way down. All right. You uh, sound like him. H H from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, because Beardy. Uh, Greece is what I already think. I care what Beardy thinks. Uh, what did you think? What? I probably think the same thing that I did 10 seconds ago. <laughs> Beardy thinks... Oh, well, good. I agree. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
Everybody's number good. two. So everyone's going with number two except for Luke. Here's what I don't like about number two, okay. JP. All right. <laughs> if it's the fake, it's it's not a fun. It's 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 a. It's JP a, would never do that. It's See? a fucked up thing to make the fake because what it is is it's a. Entirely plausible, like with no twist, with no like no. It's a brewery doing a Kickstarter, but if there's not a brewery in Duluth doing a Kickstarter, then it's fake. No, and then it and then it sucks. Then it's a stupid <laughs> story. What are you I gonna think do, man? That this is kind of weird because, <laughs> because they all have like a thing. Like the the, the point of the fake one is like, but ah, I think is fake you thought it was outlandish. Like it's not twist. outlandish. Am I missing the twist? I think yeah. this fake does have a twist. Handlebar is fully funded. So it's going to get by on a technicality, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And then there's no reason to play the game because then it's just like a <laughs> it's a fifty fifty. I well, th- it's actually twenty five seventy five. What do you think the twist is, Whitey? <laughs> well, it's everybody put their vote in, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you, yeah, you. I, I, I think the twist is number three. I think it's the Foster story, but I don't think it's Texas. I think the story is about uh, making it in Canada. Oh, yeah. I think oh, Foster is so being annoying. made <laughs> in Canada, and oh, that's I think JP changed no, to Texas. That's probably right. That's why. Yeah. That's my own theory on it. But you know, I'm really mm. concerned right now that I'm going to hate you for this game <laughs> when you give the answer. Probably. Yeah, that's I'm that's really all right. Too. More, more than already. Yeah. Well, or, I feel like we've been getting along really well lately, and then mm. now you're going to do this to me, and I'm going to hate you. <laughs> what would be wrong? I mean, it's 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 really no different than any other stories that I've put. It together. is though, because really if, they, if there has to be like an outlandish thing, and a brewery having a Kickstarter campaign is not outlandish. It's just it's a thing. But you're uh-huh. like, ah, oh, but there hap- there but there isn't one in Duluth. So got you, fucker. Like it's not a good. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. It's not. I, I'm never going to write a story and and just change something. Thing to be like, oh no, the pint glasses weren't black; they're yellow, okay. fuckers. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, that, that's not going to happen. Okay, good, because yeah. that's my that's concern. No, no, that's so, not going to happen. No. But it has to be three, right? Because the whole audience thinks that Foster's is made in Texas. Wait, I mean, it, it thinks it thinks it's made in Texas. So that's the that's the trick here. Like uh, all these other ones are fantastic. A couple of them are fantastic. Not the Kickstarter. But sorry, Mike. <laughs> No. So, so I think that because that's so much what we expect. Yeah, Foster's made of Texas. It's not. Ha ha. But he's no. saying he I, wouldn't just do a semantic thing like that. No, and no. Also, it's, really, it's my, made in Australia. Nobody, I'm saying it's made in Australia. Oh, I don't know. It's that. not. I don't think that. it's more. They contrast. I think. Uh, Wait a second. Though. Why has nobody wants to bring up an 81 year old woman running the beer it's mile, too good. where it's too every good. lap you mm. have to chug a beer, oh, yeah, yeah. and she doesn't even drink beer. She drinks Shivas Regal, which story. comes up on this program from time to time. No one wants to take issue with an 81 year old beer mile woman. Yeah, who the drinks, beer mile is yeah. a real event. No one chooses. It's tea. a real event. So if I she's mean, I thought, well, uh, he wouldn't twist. That, so. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. do it too that far. If she's really? pounding Chevy's Regal, she can handle a couple beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, she beat out. I think in the story, she beat out like her twenty her, her year old. daughter and her son in law. But it took her twenty minutes to beat out her daughter. But her daughter's she, not in good shape. But she's eighty one. Well, right, but her daughter, who's younger, can't even run a mile under twenty minutes. Just saying. I'm saying. I'm it's, not sure I can run a mile under twenty minutes. Don't hate. <laughs> I mean, JP, this one sucks. I, I and, by, and by sucks, I mean it's actually really good. God. Oh, weird. Uh, huh. I think I got this though, because none of us, none of us can understand 
what the answer could be because none of us have read any of these things. Well, I read number one. Number one's okay. definitely true. Yeah. There's, okay. a, there's a oh, case of man. beer vending machine in Belgium. So, Kara, you're... you're I well, think that, because there was no quotes in there. You, you can't make up quotes. <laughs> have we gone through all the callers? Is there still one left? No, <laughs> oh, no. Callers are... All right. So, I'm going to... God damn yeah, it. What do you say? We're curious. Right. I mean, it's the obvious one, which is always, which is never the one. But it's the 81-year-old lady. She didn't do the beer mile. And if he says she did, he's lying. All right, let's just do this. this is, I want to know. So I'm, I'm going with the, with the, la- the beer mile. It's not true. That's elder abuse. Foster's is true. It's not, it's not made in the United States. There's a fucking brewery make, uh, with a Kickstarter campaign. And number one is definitely fake or, or definitely real because I saw the, the thing. So there you go, uh, JP. I just told you how the game just played out. <laughs> All right, then. All right. <laughs> Yeah, what do we got? Okay, well, uh, as Luke decided to to spoil for everybody else, and apparently Justin knows this, there is, in fact, in a parking lot in West Flanders, um, a dispensing machine where you can get uh, not only entire cases of beer, but even six-packs. I don't believe it. Oh, nice. It's kind of cool. Love it, I guess, right? Great I want to see that vending machine. That way you can... It's big. I saw a picture of it. It's really big. There's it's yeah. like an enormous right vending machine. <laughs> it's pretty huge. Yeah. That is sexy. It's I love it. big, dude. <laughs> He's like looking over my shoulder. If Chris White thinks something is sexy, does Mike White get a boner? Mm. Good question. Think about that. I Twinsies. Am. No one wants to think no. about that. I can't stop thinking about that now. I can confirm. No, I do not. Yeah. He probably oh, random boners, but he can't equate it to it. Right. So yeah. Where did that come from? What's my brother doing? <laughs> right. That well, down. you see, Justin, <laughs> what is a boner? <laughs> All right. What a, okay, so White. one is real. Uh, picture your mom White. knows. We're not talking about vagina right now. Right. Exactly. Right. Thank Just you, Just big Justin. boners. In my defense. Um, and so you said the beer mile was untrue, right? You did. You, well, no, you, you got to give it up to the Chevy Regal, Regal yeah. drinking Elvira Montez. What's Elvira? your source? What's your source? Uh, the New York Post. And there's a picture uh, of her right there. She looks pretty good for 81. I, I won't tell you She looks great for 81. Elvira. Is she hot? Or, uh, uh, well, I mean, you know, she's, Let me have a look. She, she exists. 60. Oh, I'd totally sleep there. She looks like a mom, dude. <laughs> that doesn't say much. <laughs> no. Oh. You reach for the lube on that. Stop. Uh, she actually told Runner's World she should have run a little bit faster. <laughs> she should have. Come That's on, true. JP. If, I'm t- if Kickstarter is true, I swear to God. <laughs> Wait, if Kickstarter is true or, or untrue? You know what I mean. Oh, man. Go on. My favorite part is that her son-in-law didn't even finish the fucking race. <laughs> right. Like, is there a picture of her kids? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. He looks like, like we, us. And oh, bros really? in his, like, 40s or whatever. All right. All right. Anyway, let me close that one out. Okay. Um, and then this uh, is where we see, find out if my yeah, head explodes. <laughs> Which one should I uh, drop first? Uh. <clears throat> Apparently, Foster's is brewed in Fort Worth, Texas, right now. That is yeah. fact, and a man from New York is in fact suing because uh, Australian for beer for him means it's made in Australia and imported. He's a real douche. Fine. So, so talk to me about Kickstarter. <laughs> You're saying you that never know. the entire story was I made up. It. It's so amazing. I love it. There, That's what? a stupid semantic story. Like, Why? A brewery called Handlebar? Right. 
But it's and their a, tagline is "Where's your handlebar?" I thought I, it, I, I thought, thought it, was, it was amazing. I yeah. thought it was clever. I thought it was like it was just going to no, slip right in. This is what's because happening too, in the beer world. It's too like how would we even? How can you even keep up with how many Kickstarter breweries there are? No, so right. it's like oh, there's no like way to decipher if that's true or not. What? Other than there's not a, a Kickstarter. It's so okay, so what is the quote from the guy opening it? With uh, craft beer is hitting a high water mark in the market. No, doesn't he talk about the age of craft? The of average drink- age of beer drinkers is dropping daily, and I think our brewery will fit right in. Yeah, that's kind of like what guy's going to say that the age of our drinkers is getting younger. <sighs> so fucking stupid. So Beardy but is under the age only. People? Expert up here? No, he's no, he's so he's that he's, got it right. He's, he's so too internal. Enough. So he thought that the only reason I made I picked Duluth is because I thought because he told me there was a city that exists at some point in time called Duluth. So don't he's crazy. Don't worry. About it. As far as I can tell, that's what happened. No, it's not. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, so that's there is, again. This is just a dumb semantic thing. It's like oh, so what do you? you so what well, do you? Do? I took, but he's there is one in Grand Rapids. Not called Handlebar by a guy called John Lydon, who's raising two hundred. The whole story well, is fabricated. Right. The whole story is incorrect. Yeah, none of it's true. I get that, but there's no way to decipher if it's fabricated or not. That's, Which that's the point the of the game is to is have it, some sort of clue to decipher what's real or what's you're fabric- just mad not just lost. picking a ra- yeah. not at all. Sore yes. loser. Actually, not at all. Uh, just <laughs> picking. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I know. I'm, I'm not pissed at all about losing. No. I lose every I didn't fucking say you're pissed. game. I lose every yeah, game. Right. The premise is stupid. Okay. It's picking it. It's stupid. All right. It's here. It's like saying. I don't care. It's like it's like putting it's like putting this story in. White Labs is about to release, and no one. There's no way for anybody to know. White Labs is about to release uh, WLP six nine nine Abby Abby ale yeast. Uh, not just one Abby, but two Abbies. And, and then, Ooh, but there's good. like, but there's no way to to to. Ch- it's that just the, a random. Sh- of course, but that is what that that is the point of the game. No, it's is not. To, yeah, for mm-hmm. me, I, I came up with the fucking game. No, I know exa- yes, it's I did. a game every radio show's done I, for about twenty years. I came up with this the game. The point for this of show. the game no. is to find a way to choose the fake story. No, the but point if of the no game deciphering is deciphering material, and it's just a random. The point no. of the game is to write a story that sounds so much like another story. It's hard to decipher the difference, and you have to guess so by that using analytics. So that a Kickstarter okay, well, campaign I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you want. The, is the way to choose a story nobody Just because Scott's not here doesn't mean you can yell at me for no reason. It's hey, a good ladies game. Ladies and gentlemen, it's White is coming up with a, with a new I, yeast. True or look, false? I won't, look, I won't do it's another a, It's a 50-50 chance. I don't want to offend your, your, your delicate, clearly delicate <laughs> sensibilities about what is uh, a satire and what is supposed to be What uh, is satire true. about a brewery doing a Kickstarter campaign? Called it's handlebar. You're missing the intent. That's campaign. the problem with it's you right now. Is you're missing the about. details that I did put in to make it easy. No breweries called fucking handlebar, <laughs> dummy. Really? Yeah. Think of about ten fucking brewery right names. Cleofus Queely. Okay, look. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me that there's uh, not a brewery named so, handlebar. So you're getting mad because one time out of the entirety of the times that I've done this, maybe it's not as dialed in as you want. Yes. Fuck you. I'm not going to do it. Then. Not just that, this but that stupid. it's completely retarded. Okay. Okay, to I'm, pick a Kickstarter well, campaign. That's it. We're done. There is a thing. That's it. There's a deductive reasoning. What if I'm still going? I'm not going to. Okay, well, I'll do this. Yeah. And then what? I don't know. And then we do awesome radio? Uh, well, look, no, you know, you know, look you're screaming yeah, at me Olivia, for no reason. Uh, Olivia, I'm trying to fucking stand up for myself for no reason, and we're not getting anywhere. So either, well, either, totally either, either you just want to yell at me, then I'm not going to do it anymore. So we've, we've established <laughs> what you want to do. You want to end the game. 
No, that's it. I'm still going. Well, no, but <laughs> the, the the thing because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change the way that I write it. I've never changed the way that I've written it. This is the <laughs> only time you've ever had a problem with it because so, it's the only time it's been stupid. Okay, so then there you go. That's your opinion on it. I said I disagree, and, and still, we're done with the, the, the I argument. So I don't know what you want. You know, so if you keep fucking even yelling still, at me. I, I I don't have anything to give to you. So I'm pushing my mic away because I don't have even still, I don't have anything three else of to our give contestants you. won the fucking game on your stupid game. I was gonna say, JP, that's well, what you have because three. people... People got it. <laughs> exactly. That's because that's something you had on him. Three people have the same stupid idea. I would have to care enough about what he's saying right <laughs> now. I just, two I just of them honestly don't me, though. really give a shit. I want to hear about condiments. Shut up, Kara! <laughs> Three people have the same stupid idea, which means uh, Olivia won, Nick won, and HH all won. And they're listening to us yell on the other end of the... Uh, I have to hang up with you guys it. because I can hear you listening to us yell. Uh, three people won. Us? That means that Olivia, Nick, and HH all need to... Uh, I could just uh, put them on hold for you, Bebo. And uh, can I do that? Can you? Hold. <laughs> hold. Oh, wait. Don't hang up. Hold. Yeah. Please pressure. Hold, please. Hold. I have no idea. You're just like clicking buttons. And that one can go. Go. Oh, All right, give those people a prize. Okay. Give them the stupidest thing that we have to give. Why are you so angry that I won? <laughs> Did That's you win? I was right. That's why you're upset. You're right. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Keep drinking. Beardy won. All right. Give them all of our dumb shirts. I think you hung up so on all of our all shirts. Of our dumb shirts. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be out of shirts. Give yeah. them all those three X's. <laughs> yeah. All right. Great job, JP. Yep. <laughs> well, it'll be the last time. So oh, that's all, right. all right, it's all right. Be a quitter. I will. Just because you did one stupid game doesn't mean you should quit. Uh, it's not because I did one stupid game. It's uh, the reaction. I don't want to have to go through that traumatic event again. Mm, that's too bad. I had fun with it. That's all right. All right, are we done? No, we got Twitter game. Unless that's stupid that's too. What I, said. You I wanted to, to hear about condiments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I just I don't know anymore. That's all. You're right. That one is stupid also. Okay. Everything you've done tonight do, is stupid. Do we not want to do and it? And every other show that you've ever done is stupid. Good. All things are stupid. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> what do you think one, about the yeast ball? I'm the only one dumb enough to come back in day after day. <laughs> that's not true. Look at all these. Bevo's been here for years. Yeah, I'm showing up. Yeah, well, she gets paid. I can't find the door. Light. <laughs> That's funny because it's true. Um, line two wants to chug five beers. On the air? On the air. That sounds stupid. What does that sound like? All right. Who are we talking this, this to? This is Olivia like a lot of and her man yeah. friend. Yeah. Which one's doing amazing. the five beers? I'm not sure. They, they were just on the air. They just played the game. Is it? Oh. A, it's Olivia. And Olivia. <laughs> Olivia, are they oil cans of Foster's? No. Uh, um, it, well, we're also known in the form as two in the stew. All right. Oh. And I wanted to bring back the fine beer chug and chug some uh, Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island. I've been oh. to warm up. <sighs> not going to work oh, Fine beer chug. Are you chugging five Bourbon County Stouts? No, no, no. Fine. But like a fine. Oh, fine, Bebo. I can't hear. Sorry. Just one. Just one. I just have one. Is it a 12-ounce bottle? Uh, 500 centiliters, I think. Right? Uh, like 60, yeah, like a pint. Uh, sure. Are we in America or not? <laughs> uh, Definitely. The new one. Really? I'm going to get sick thinking about it. Yeah. 
Go ahead, though. Well, let's listen to it then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he might, he might get sick. All right, go ahead. We're listening. Chug Bourbon County okay. Stout. This is how warm is it? I'm ready to go. How warm is it? And here we go. All right. If you throw the carpet, I swear to God. All right. If he drops a bucket there, how's he doing? You're going to curse at God? Oh. No. Oh. Oh. There it is. How was it? that quick? That was amazing. How do you feel? My head feels like blood. <laughs> huh. So your head feels like blood. Warm and wet. All right. Hot. If you're going to spew, <laughs> spew into Get a something else. This. What a waste of a good beer, you dumbass. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Um, is that it? We done. <laughs> well, it's the Twitter game. Twitter right. game. Twitter game was uh, if we made spices. What was it? Condiment. <laughs> Condiments. Also, feedback never happened. What would they be? Oh yeah, that ain't happening. Uh, what would they be? Uh, Jeff Haynes says a topping so sensual you simply cannot mention it on the air. Okay. Okay. TK says uh, Bevo Nays, and then he says, "Sorry, Bevo, I'm just trying to win the damn game." <laughs> Okay. Uh, Conrad B says, "How about a small dose of shut the fuck up, Beardy? Makes everything taste and sound better." All right. Hmm. Uh, Marcus Harton <laughs> says, uh, "Moscow marinade. You don't know what it does, but you miss it when you run out." <laughs> oh. All right, I like that one. I'm writing it down. Uh, Casey Price uh, says, "Wacka wacka wacka sauce." I think we know where it comes from and what it goes in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Chris, uh, which I think he means the butt, but I don't know. Oh. Uh, Corey Stevenson A says, uh, "Viga Rouse meat rub," because everyone likes to rub their meat Viga Rousely. Oh, mm, old school. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pete Dedink says, "Whatever it is, it makes producers leave." <laughs> uh, Beer Pete says, uh, "The Bring Network presents Doc's Little Guy Sauce. Good on sandwiches, steaks, fries, eggs, etc. Don't forget it doubles as toothpaste." Oh, I liked it till the tagline. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sean J says, make a balsamic vinegar mixed with Justin's tears called Sour Sponsorship Dreams. <laughs> oh, I like that one. All right. Blobber says, uh, poop in a jar in many flavors. <coughs> JP's girthy deposits, Justin's runny wheats, and Moscow's thin skin sphincter splits. That's all, that's all one thing? <laughs> well, those are the flavors. It's not marketable. It's too much. Okay. Uh, Luke Finley says, beardy's beard broth. Seven strands of beard hair with yeast slurry delicately mixed with relish. Great on tacos. Mm. I love it. All right. John Boris says uh, TBN Sandy Salt. Perfect for margaritas, vaginas, or grumpy producers. Okay. Austin says a pile of shit called lunch meat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was pretty good. And then finally, Louis says uh, Scott's spicy mustard packets. They'll be half full, leaving you in the middle of your meal wondering what happened. Yeah, <clears throat> All right. So the four that I wrote down were the Moscow Marinade, the uh, Sour Sponsor Dreams of Justin, mm-hmm. the uh, Beardy Beard Wash, and Lunch Meat. The yeah. pile of shit that I is think Lunch that's Meat. About, I, think. I think it's about good, yeah. All right. Well, raise our hands to vote. Uh, we'll start with the Moscow Marinade. Raise your hand if that's a vote. We got, uh, we got four on that one. Uh, the Sour Sponsorship Dreams of Justin. Raise your hand if it's that one. No votes. Mm-hmm. The Beardy Beard Wash. That's one vote. Mike White has yet to that. vote. <laughs> and the Lunch Meat, uh, two, three. We have a tie. Four. No, no uh, We need a tiebreaker. Bevo, you need to yield your second vote. Is it going to be for the Moscow Marinade or the Lunch Meat? 
was on the phone. I didn't hear the lunch meat one. <laughs> it's a pile it's of shit. A pile of shit. Let me yeah. be an expert. Mm. Vote for it. I vote for the first one again. Moscow marinade. That's our winner. Uh, who's that person, JB? Uh, that is. Where did that go? Do, 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 do. Marcus Harton. All right, Marcus. You Good need to send an email to Bevo yeah. at thebrewingnetwork.com. You are our last contestant to enter to win a uh, chance for a uh, cabin on the Labruski Cruise with us. And we'll be drawing that name next week on our Christmas show. And we will give away. Uh, you're going to get to come party with us, which clearly is a, is a great time. Right. Yeah, I always have a blast. <laughs> Not a bad deal, I'm thinking. I'm just going to yeah. sit in the casino and get drunk the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the Crap. whole time. It's Even be before good. we board? Oh, yeah. You'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. in the casino. Yeah. yeah. All right. Also, don't forget, you can go over to adamneve.com right now and do your uh, gift shopping that way. If you need to get that sexy gift for the person in your life, uh, go to adamneve.com, use coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, and you'll get uh, 10 free gifts, uh, plus a bunch of videos and free shipping and a gift for him and a gift for her and a gift for you both and all sorts of cool stuff. And you don't have to go to that creepy store down the street from you uh, or all those weird stores that say adult store all the way through Oregon. You ever done that drive up mm. five and like every mile there's a yellow sign that says adult store at every. I'm the only one who saw that. Nobody. Never driven or through Oregon. Nope. Uh, all right. Go to Adamy.com <laughs> and, and you also don't have to know about all these creepy stores. <laughs> we didn't stop as much as you right. did. <laughs> well, I only stopped at like seven out of ten of them. Yeah. I had to see if they were different tastes. You're trying to find the best deal. Yes. What well, dark roads were you on? Adults are expensive. AdamandEve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY and support them because they support us. Funny. All right. Now let me check. Let me check. I laughed. We've done everything but feedback, but feedback can wait. Hey, and uh, one more reminder. Uh, oh, right. Yes, Tasty? Sure. Uh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Click the AHA link right there on our homepage, and you can get yourself uh, a renewal. You can get a, a fresh membership. You can gift a membership, yeah. and you get uh, two free books, uh, Modern Homebrew Recipes and, and American a Sour Beers. American and and a, a tasty, tasty sticker if it's postmarked today or tomorrow. Like, well, you know, like. You got to do it fast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so lots of reasons to join the AHA, not to mention you get Zymergy, you get uh, the Saturday pass to GABF. Yes. Um, all sorts of good Online, stuff. Online, real-time magazine is great. Yeah. There should be a million yes. AHA members. That's right. Yeah. There should be. And there are not. No, yeah. more like 25,000, I think. Yeah, I think it's around 30-ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. There should be a million. Be. Yeah. yeah. Um, Great. Yeah. All right. Sign up now. Hit the AHA link on our homepage. Kara, thank you for coming into the program. Thank you for having me. You've been a joy. It's been great. Mm -hmm. Will you please become a co-host of ours? Just just move up to Davis for a little while and be a co-host. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Perfect. We'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. That's binding. Ah, the old, it's very <laughs> California. <laughs> <of you. laughs> the California statement of we will figure it out. I use it myself. We'll work on that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to work on that. Mm -hmm. uh, Whitey, you could be a co-host too, but uh, you're a busy man. Your brother, on the other hand, he doesn't do shit. He can come be no, a co-host. He'd love to co <laughs> hang out here and co-host. Every Monday, Mike. Just come on up. I Justin, actually think that's a great idea. Justin, um, <laughs> I have some demand. <laughs> I'm missing before. some things. He would really like to read uh, your Adam and Eve ad one day. Uh, do, you oh. want to do you want to redo it, Mike? You want to give it a shot right now? I mean, do you want to do your own copy or do you want to read the copy? All right, you he might I think he's got to read it. Oh, I don't think he'd know what This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get back to it. Hang Hit on. the record button. Almost there. 
I said one day. I didn't say right now. Mike, you got to put that tongue back in. Adam and Eve's getting <laughs> He likes Adam and Eve. Oh you want. Yeah. It makes him hungry. Adam and Eve's getting, getting right a double whammy this week. Camera angle. Okay. Oh. Okay. Sexy voice. Sexy voice. Right. Get in the mood. Let me ask you a question. Oh, yeah. Are you getting enough? I Never. bet you love more, right? <laughs> well, Adam and Eve... Dot com wants to give you more. Yeah. With 10 free gifts for you. Shit, I'm, I'm He'll love good. it. She'll love it. <laughs> I'm just summarizing kind of. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies or DVDs. I mean, that alone is worth the price of admission. Yeah. So come on and, and put your number in. <laughs> Come on, what? Do you know what the this is for? Right. And uh, why not just go to Adam and Eve and uh, select any one item. Yep. It could be in, uh, something that will make you very happy. <laughs> <laughs> just enter your code yeah. at checkout. Be an, be an army. army. And you'll get all ten free gifts. That's a winner right there. Go check Adam and Eve out, because it's, you're going to do better tomorrow than you are doing today if you follow this deal. That's BNArmy at AdamandEve.com. Yes. Enjoy. Thank you. That's a Mike White guarantee right there. My favorite part was the, you're going to be doing better tomorrow than you are today. Where is, that's, like, that's like good old Midwestern fucking Come on down. encouragement. That's like party sex. If you think you feel good right now, wait to use this coupon code. I literally loved every part of that. Yeah. It made you want to go to the website, didn't no, it? No, yeah, it didn't. I hope we see a spike. Yes. Yeah, so oh, we will. Oh. I'm going to get a call from yeah. them tomorrow. What happened last night? <laughs> we sold more two-sided dildos than we have ever sold ever. Yeah. All right. It's a parade in town. Oh, my gosh. All right. Tune in next week where we've got our Christmas show plus the Brewcaster Challenge results between JP and Moscow. Moscow oh, will, be, will be back on the show. Yeah, All you got to right. bring in your beer. All right. And uh, it mm. is for second place in the Brewcaster Challenge. <laughs> Good. Story of my life. Uh, well, third place. Uh, There's something else you can't do as good as I want you to. <laughs> right. Win yeah. first place. Right. Actually, I didn't even want you to get second place because you beat me. So yeah. easy to do I didn't that. even want you yeah, to do that. Uh, Tasty still has to brew against uh, Doc, which we'll be doing in the new year. Doc doesn't have a brew set up right now. So yeah, I'm all for delaying things. What do you guys have to brew? A gruit? It's a gruit, isn't it? Uh, I thought it was a... F- uh, 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 vegetable beer. Uh, oh, spice vegetable. Yeah. Spice vegetable beer. I think you, you're right. Why don't you pico brew it? I think you're right. Well, yeah, Tommy Wilebs and use my. I'm breaking that bitch. Out. I mean that thing out. Yeah. Uh, Tasty. When are you going to come to White Labs, San Diego, yeah, and like, uh, brew like, yeah, beer. that again this year? Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Soon. That's what you told we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. We should do something. How come you never invited me to brew down there, Wayne? Mm. What the fuck? Never yeah. invite me to Because you're not either. as good a brewer. It's tasty. That's a good point. Like if you made a good beer, you're like... Oh, I appreciate his honesty. It's an excellent answer. <laughs> <laughs> the man is a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knows what the fuck Just he's doing. <laughs> All right. Are we done? JP? We done. All right, let's we get done. out of here. We'll see you next week. Thanks to White Labs. Don't forget to go over to yeastvault.com, and you guys are badasses for coming up and joining us in our studio once again. It's been too long, so come back again, and we'll fight some more in front of you. Love it. Thanks. 
Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Chris, Kara, and Mike all came up to sunny Concord from sunny San Diego to talk yeast, beer, and all things in between. Check out the latest at whitelabs.com. Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bebo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons or at hoplifestore.com. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. Warren has terrible taste in beer. Production director on the session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show was loosely produced by Justin Crossley. JP simply existed, which was a moment in your life that you experienced. Bebo loves her nursing bra, and your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Justin's in my sky and winning the race.